RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. How you doing, everybody? Lou Boudreau with the leadoff man from Olympic Stadium in Montreal, Canada for the last appearance of the Cubs in Montreal. And they're going to send number 33, Bill Bonham. He's going to go against number 33, Wayne Twitzel, for the Montreal Expos. The leadoff man is brought to you by Easy Go Service Stations, serving you throughout Chicagoland. We'll be talking to our guests, a gentleman who's uh, certainly gained a milestone in his career as a Major League ball player, and there's going to be many, many more milestones for this fine gentleman, Tony Perez of the Montreal Expos in just one minute. If you've never been to an Easy Go Service Station... There couldn't be a better time than right now to break a bad habit. There's lots of reasons to go easy go. Just the cost of gasoline, what it is today, should be reason enough. You'll find only top quality, high performance gas at our pumps. And our easy go prices are about as reasonable as you'll find anywhere. And anywhere is just about where we are. There's easy go serving you from Northwest Indiana to Rockford and all over Chicagoland. And chances are there's one right in your neighborhood. Serving you the most efficient way it can. Offering you clean, fast, and dependable service. Many easy goes even offer you convenience items such as fresh milk, soda pop, ice, and bread. Yes, at Easy Go, we have a lot to offer. So take heed to that old saying, try it, you'll like it. Because now is the opportune time to start a good habit. Everyone's going Easy Go. Tony Perez is our guest. Tony reached that milestone that I mentioned earlier by driving in his 1,200th RBI, and only three other men in baseball as active that has driven in that many. Willie McCovey, uh, Carl Yastramski, Tony Perez, and Willie Starjo, who is on the disabled list right now. And that is a great milestone and one that you should be very proud of, Tony. Yes, I am, Lou. Really, I... I was looking for this uh, the whole year, and uh, I didn't know if I could reach it this year because I wasn't playing for Cincinnati. You know, we get a lot of men on base over there, and uh, here in Montreal, we don't have the same kind of offense that Cincinnati have, but I've been lucky this year, and I get a man on base, and I came through with that, but I need a run. And really, I'm proud to be in that, in that group. Give me uh, at, uh, 1,200 uh, RBI, 200 RBI yeah. really. That's I think it's, uh, any ball player should be proud of himself. Absolutely, that's a great milestone. And more to come because you have several years left, I'm quite sure, in this game of baseball. Since the All-Star game, you've been swinging a hot bat. Was there anything that you changed to bring that about? No, I didn't change at all, Lou. I think uh, early in the year I was trying too hard to help this ball club. And uh, this is a young ball club. And I was, you know, trying to get my experience and trying to drop, uh, drop in more runs and uh, trying to... You know, trying to hit more home runs, and, and really, uh, the pitcher was pitching around me, and I was swinging a lot of bad pitches, and, and then after the other stop break, I said, well, Tony, you better go back, you know, and, and do what you always do in all your career, you know, go go to the opposite field, go to right field, and hit a ball or whatever, and, and I've been doing that lately, and really, I got good success off. And I think mentally, you've sort of relaxed more in the atmosphere here in Montreal, because it must have been a shock to you when the trade was first uh, accumulated, uh, between uh, Cincinnati and Montreal. Well, it surprised me a little when they, when I hear about it, but after that I say, well, well, Cincinnati wants to trade me because they got somebody else younger and then they can do the job. I just 
said, well, Montreux wants me, and, you know, they got they go to a new stadium, and they want to build a contender here. I might help, and I, you know, I, I, I took the challenger and say, well, I go out there and see what I can do. And I think you're going to be a contender in the near future, if not next year. All you need is about two pitchers that can uh, give you 15 to 18 wins. You've got a veteran ball club with a very young outfield, but this year will help them tremendously in experience. They have great ability, don't they? Yeah, I think they got, uh, this is a John Buck, lost in the outfield, and uh, we made, we lost a lot of games. We made a lot of mistakes this year, but I think uh, they will learn, and next year we, I know we're going to play better, and uh, we, like you said, we need a, a couple of pitchers that can give, give us a, a wins, and uh, and couple, uh, another guy in the bullpen, you know, a good reliever, and uh, really, it, that's what we're looking for, and I think we're going to be a contender soon. Tony, when you first come over here and come into this ballpark, Olympic Stadium, it's uh, a huge area. Uh, but then after you play a few games here, the balls seem to carry well, don't they? Yeah, they both carry good. You got to hit it, up, but they still carry good. And uh, early in the year, Watson, but now, you know, in the middle of the year, it's still warm and things like that. I think the atmosphere is better, and they both carry very well. Now, with a man next to you like Davy Cash, of course, you had uh, the great one Morgan on your right also. This means that uh, they can carry uh, uh, the glove quite well and carry the territory so you can guard the line a little more. Oh, he's right. David cut a lot of ground, and, and really, I, you know, he helped me like Morgan did, and, uh, mm -hmm. and I think I, play, I can play the line better. And, and David really helped this ball club because he got the experience, and uh, he helped me and everybody in this club. Well, you made a play uh, last night that saved a run. Going to your right, backhand on the ball and tossing it to the pitcher, it looked like it was a base hit all the way. Uh, and these little plays, uh, execution means so much. When you execute, uh, you win. Well, you got to be ready anytime you lay innings and you're tied. You got to, you know, the game is tied. You have to, you have to be ready for anything here close to you and maybe play. Tony, you have 80 some RBIs. You're looking for that 100. What I'm looking for, really, I'm looking for is 90 because uh, you, you know I had 10 straight years, got the record 10 straight years, uh, here, you know, to drop in more than 90. And I need five, I had 85, and I'm really looking at to 90, but when I get 100, it's much better. I think you will. You've got a lot of uh, ball games left for you and several right here in the uh, home ballpark. And these fans have been terrific this year. You're going to draw over a million four hundred thousand. Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to break that record. They said here under the first year in 69, and I'm really defense being great, and this is a good baseball town. I want to thank you very much for coming over and talking with us and offer all of us... Uh, to you, uh, congratulations on a great job. Thank you, Lou. Tony Perez, fine gentleman, and who's reached the milestone in his career driving in 1,200 RBIs. And as you heard him, he has led the league. He has a record of uh, driving in 90 or more runs batted in for the last 10 years. So, actually, perhaps it was a great trade for Montreal Expos with the Cincinnati Reds. We'll be right back after this message. Braniff gives you choices. Flying to Houston, Braniff gives you choices. Five non-stops every business day. That's more non-stops than any other airline or a choice of six other weekday departures. Flying 
People who fly a lot like variety, especially at breakfast. So we choose one of 16 different breakfasts to put aboard each breakfast flight. This way, we can serve you a different breakfast almost every time you fly Brannock. This is Lou Boudreau, and this has been the leadoff man. And tonight it's going to be uh, a two right-handers, Twitchell on the mound for the Montreal Expos against Bill Bonham for the Chicago Cubs. And the Cubs are hoping to break that five-game losing streak right here tonight because we have a big weekend series of five games with the New York Mets in New York coming up. This has been the leadoff man brought to you by Easy Go Service Stations, serving you throughout Chicagoland. Now stay tuned for Vince Lloyd and tonight's ball game between the Chicago Cubs and the Montreal Expos. This has been a presentation of WGN Sports. This is WGN Radio Chicago. No money down, no installment payments till January of next year. No worrying whether you're getting the lowest prices possible. And so no wonder so many people come to Playback, the electronic playground for their stereo hi-fi equipment. Uh, right now, Playback offers incredible savings on a deluxe stereo system featuring the top-rated Sansui Model 5050 Stereo FM-AM receiver, a pair of 13-inch three-way speaker systems, and a BSR Total turntable package. If purchased separately, the price for this deluxe system would be $710. But through Wednesday, September 21st, $449 is all you pay. Now, do you realize that that's better than a $260 savings? And remember at Playback, with approved credit, you can take home your merchandise immediately. And your first installment payment won't be due till January of 1978. So, don't wait. Visit the Playback store near you today and save. Playback, it's the electronic playground. This is WGN Radio Chicago, and now... Let's play ball. Wow! Let's go. Batter up. We're taking the afternoon off. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. For a ball game today. The fans are out to get a ticket to the Mama Mama Washington Catalan. And move and raise the hallelujah. The Chicago Cubs are on the air. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again to Major League Baseball. And let's hope tonight we're going to be able to report a Cup victory for you. Seems like it's been forever today. We wound up saying the Cubs win. And tonight they meet the Montreal Expos for the final time in the season. And while they hold an edge over this club for the season series, beating them 10 out of 17, in the last eight meetings, Montreal has had the big edge. The Expos have knocked off the Cubs six times in the last eight meetings between them this year. That's enough of that. Bill Bonham, with a 3-0 record against Montreal for the season, will be trying to even up for the year against uh, the Expos tonight. The Cub veteran right-hander is now 10-11, and 11, and he goes up against Wayne Twitchell. Big right-hander, started the season with the Philadelphia Phillies, 
right now he has a dime store record, 5 and 10 for the year. I'm Vince Lloyd, and along with Lou Boudreaux, we welcome you to our broadcast. Tonight's game from Montreal's Olympic Stadium is brought to you by General Finances, 65 Chicagoland offices. To borrow up to $10,000, pick up the phone and call friendly Bob Adams at Andover 3 While Oldsmobile in Libertyville, the world's largest selling Oldsmobile dealer. The G. Heilman Brewing Company of La Crosse, Wisconsin. Makers of Old Style, the pure brewed beer from God's Country. And by True Value Hardware Stores, that's not just a name, it's their way of doing business. True Value. Dick Williams meeting out at home plate, the skipper of the Expos with Peanut Flowery, Herman Frank's third base coach, meeting with the umpires. Our broadcast tonight is authorized under rights granted by the Chicago National League Ball Club, which has the right of approval to the announcers for this event. It's solely for the entertainment of our audience and any publication, rebroadcast, or the use of the descriptions and accounts of the game without the express written consent of the Chicago National League Ball Club is prohibited. Other conditions are a little more suitable for baseball here in Montreal tonight. We don't have that wintry wind blowing in around the stadium. Even the players last night were talking about it after the ball game, and uh, today they had never felt as cold. Even those who have uh, been up in the old ballpark, Jerry Park, as they did here last night, and they were cold at the plate too, because after the third inning, when Larry Bittner led off with a home run, his third against this ball club this year. From that point on, Cubs managed only two hits. And of course, as you know by now, dropped one in 12 innings. Last score of 3-2. to two. Tonight, young Mike Gordon is going to be doing the catching again. He's the catcher that uh, Cubs just brought up from Wichita. Worked in last night's ball game, and he'll be Bonham's battery mate tonight. But leading off for the Cubs will be Yvonne DeJesus at shortstop. And Larry Bittner was 6-12 for 12 in his last three ball games. Will be batting second, playing in left field, with Bill Buckner over at first base, hitting third. Jerry Morales, who did not start last night, tonight will be in center field and hit in the cleanup position. Bobby Mercer batting fifth, playing in right field. Steve Onavares will be at third base, hitting sixth. Manny Trio at second, batting seventh, and the rookie Mike Gordon with Bill Bonham ten and eleven for the year. For the Expos. Davey Cash to lead off at second base. The rookie up from Denver, Stan Pappy, P-A-P-I, will be at third, hitting in the number two spot. Andre Dawson hitting in the third position. Dawson, the center fielder. He's the fellow that uh, helped break our hearts last night. Tony Perez, first baseman, hitting in the cleanup spot. Ellis Valentine in right field, batting fifth. Gary Carter doing the catching. Followed by the left fielder, Warren Cromarty. Cromarty hitting seventh. Chris Pyre, the shortstop, hitting eighth. And the pitcher, veteran right-hander, Wayne Twitchell. Pittsburgh and the St. Louis Cardinals are underway in their first game tonight at St. Louis. And they're in the fourth inning. John Candelaria going for the Pirates against Eric Rasmussen for the uh, Cards. And there is no score in the fourth. That's the first of their Twinite doubleheader. As you know by now, they were rained out last night. The New York Mets at uh, Philadelphia tonight have Craig Swan pitching against uh, Randy Lurch. Both have uh, won eight ball games for the respective ball clubs this year. Swan is 8-8 eight and eight and Lurch 8-5. And, and, of course, will be at New York 
tomorrow to finish a suspended game caused by the blackout. And then a regular game tomorrow evening. And then a single game on Saturday followed by a Sunday doubleheader. That too caused by the blackout. Earlier today at San Francisco, before a pretty slim turnout, 1,612, Houston defeated the Giants 6-3. to The Gene Pence coming on and getting his fifth win against Ed Halicki. Ed Herman got his first homer of the year, Bob Watson homer. Now, the National Anthems. nothing lead and they're now batting in the fifth inning and in the first game between Oakland and Kansas City they've gotten underway by the blue against Andy Hassler and the Oakland A's have put two runs on the board in the top of the first inning Kansas City now coming to bat Wayne Twitchell getting out to the mound a big six foot six inch right-hander before Yvonne DeJesus steps in to open up the ball game for the Cubs let's take time out for this message if hardware manufacturers only made one size screw, you'd only need one screwdriver. But True Value Hardware Stores know screws come in all sizes, in standard and Phillips heads, so just one screwdriver won't do the job. That's why True Value Hardware Stores offer the Master Mechanic eight-piece screwdriver set for just four and a quarter. These eight screwdrivers come in a combination of sizes with both regular and Phillips tips. 
So you'll always have the right size and style for every job you tackle. And they come packed in a handy plastic snap pouch for easy storing. So unless you only use one size screw, you need a complete set of screwdrivers. Get the Master Mechanic 8-piece screwdriver set for just $4.25, exclusively at participating True Value Hardware stores. Wayne Twitchell, 29 years of age, then his career in the majors, started with the Phillies, came over this year to this ball club, 10 games under the 500 mark, and this year he's 5 and 10, 0 and 1 against the Cubs, he lost to the Cubs earlier this year while he was with the Phillies, but he has come on strong in his last two ball games. And this big fellow from Portland, Oregon, who does some basketball officiating in high school in the offseason, has won his last two ball games, defeating the Pirates and the New York Mets. So he's been getting into the groove. Ivan Jesus last night, one for six, steps in, hitting 263. Three homers, 34 runs batted in with a rookie right-hander. Played umpire Andy Olson. Twitchell gets a sign. Here's the pitch. Takes the fastball, it's in too close, and we're underway in Olympic Stadium in Montreal as the Cubs try to end a five-game losing streak. Twitchell missing inside of the first one in the windup. Here's the fastball. Missed at the knees outside, ball two, no strikes. Harry Dunlop coaching at first base, Peanuts Lowry at third. First base umpire, Doug Harvey. Here's the windup and the pitch. Takes it high, ball three, the leadoff man. One more, and we'll get a man on, huh? Cromartie, Dawson, and Valentine in left, center, and right. Tony Perez at first, Cash at second. Here's the pitch. And there is a strike call, better high away, and Yvonne not too thrilled with that call. Cash at second, Spire at shortstop, and the rookie up from Denver, Stan Pappy, playing at third. Wind up, and the big fellow's 3-1 pitch, taken for a strike. It's a lot off after getting behind, and now he's run the count full. This is a completely carpeted surface here, except right around the bases. So the windup in the 3-2 delivery. Takes outside a breaking ball, and he winds up coaxing a walk to lead off the ball game. That's one of this big fellow's problems this year. He has walked 60 men in 152 innings, striking out 111. Larry Bittner. As mentioned in the last three ball games, six hits in 12 at-bats, four runs batted in, and last night he got his 10th home run of the year. That was leading off the third, and that was the final Cub run of the night. He's now a 295 hitter for the season with 53 runs batted in. Throw to first base, and Yvonne is back in plenty of time. Dutch Renard umpiring at second base tonight, and Nick Colosi at third. Down the lines, 325 feet to a high, bright green wall. Twitchell's first pitch. Bittner takes a strike, a fastball. Tomorrow, of course, we'll be at New York. Finish the suspended game caused by the blackout. And Herman Franks and Barney Schultz, his pitching coach, still not quite sure who will start that uh, suspended game tomorrow. Depending on who has the arm that isn't tired, I guess. 
curve by Twitchell, and he misses low and inside. Ball one, strike one. He's kind of a slow worker. Straight away center field, it's 404. And the power alley is 375 feet here at Olympic Stadium. Ball one, strike one pitch coming up. DeJesus' pretty good lead doesn't go. Pittner takes and it's high. Ball two, strike one on Larry. Well, they're going to have to wait a while to let Ted Turner capture the America's Cup. He didn't get across the finish line in time today under the five-and-a-half-hour time limit, even though he had a big lead. So they have to run it over. DeJesus goes. Bittner on the hit and run. Swings and fouls it out of play. Ball two, strike two. You don't make it in five and a half hours. You got to do the whole thing over again. The last time they had to do that, well, he tell me, was in 1958. So I just declare this one today a no race. And lucky should have gotten the crew out there, and they could have blown hard enough to get that thing across. Two-two delivery. Fastball, and Larry, with a big swing, fouls it back and then had to catch his batting helmet as it came popping off his head. That's infielder Bobby Valentine, by the way, underwent successful surgery. Yesterday, he had two bone spurs removed from his right ankle. Bobby Valentine. Here's the pitch. A swing and a foul. Comes back into the backstop. Back in 1973, when Bobby, who started his career with the Dodgers, had moved down the coast to the California Angels, in 73, he suffered a broken leg, and those bone spurs were a result of that. They got him earlier this year from San Diego in the Dave Kingman deal, and Kingman, from the Padres, throw to first to California, played 10 games for the Angels, and now the big fella is back in New York with the Yankees. They got him on waivers. Two-two pitch coming up. Bittner swings and a line drive into right field for a base hit. The Jesus will have to stop at second base. Alice Valentine powering the throw in, and the Cubs have runners at first and second with nobody out. And Bill Buckner the batter. Situation last night when he sacrificed in the twelfth inning. Said that if he had not been able to sacrifice in that first pitch, that he was going to. They were going to put the hit and run on to the next one. And he said, it's probably just as well they did have me sacrifice because he said I was swinging the bat so badly. See what they have a left-handed hitting veteran do now. Buckner batting 297 for the year. was officially 0 for 5 last night. Has 11 homers this year and driven in 58 runs. Cub runners at first and second with nobody out on a walk and a single off Wayne Twitchell. Here's the pitch. Takes, and it's a strike on the inside corner at the belt. But with 109 base hits this year. Jerry Barales, who has been battling a slump in the on-deck circle over on the third base side. This carpet looks like it's still soaked from the heavy rains that fell here yesterday. 0-1 delivery. Buckner swings, pulls a ground ball to Cash. Could be a double play. Over to Spire, the relay. And it is double play. The 119th of the year by the Expos. Hold a hard ground ball to Davy Cash. The Jesus is on at third, but they're two gone, and Jerry Morales stepping in. And oh man. 
Need a base hit now or an error? Why a pitcher a pass ball to get on the scoreboard? Morales batting 290, 10 homers, 68 runs batted in, and his last RBI came at San Francisco when he hit that uh, 10th homer of the year. That was August the 26th. And that is a powerful long slump. Right-hander leveling that bat rather nervously. Now cocks it high. Here's the pitch by Twitchell. And he takes a strike at the knees in the outside corner. A walk, a single, but Buckner pulls a hard ground ball onto the carpet to cash. They convert it into a double play. 0-1 delivery. Curve, and he almost threw it away. Backhanded by Gary Cotter. Ball one, strike one. Gary Kuzman slated to start the suspended game for the Mets tomorrow and the regularly scheduled game to follow it. Herman Franks and uh, Barney Schultz still not sure. 1-1 delivery, swung on at a high pop foul. It is out of play behind the Montreal dugout. 1-2 on Morales. They're not quite sure who will start that uh, suspended game tomorrow. All depends on who doesn't have the tired arm. Who has to be uh, used here tonight. Rick Rachel is scheduled to go against Kuzman in the regularly scheduled game. And Nino Espinoso, who drove in a run last night against the Phillies, shut him out on three hits, is scheduled to pitch one of the games Sunday against the Cubs. Two out, a one-two pitch. Breaking ball, low and outside. Ball two, strike two. Twetcho, a big gangly fellow, and sometimes he looks like he's just kind of shot-putting the ball. Come on, little guy. Get a hit. Two out, runner at third, and a 2-2 delivery. Curveball. Low and outside. It's 3-2. and two. Bobby Mercer at the on-deck circle. Well, let's hope that he'll bat here in this first inning as the Cubs try to get on the board. Still shooting for their 76th win of the year. Kutcho glances over at third, steps back. The right-hander winds. 3-2 pitch. Swung on, and he pulls the ground ball to the third baseman, Stan Pappy. Throws to Perez into the dirt. Gets away from him. The Cubs take the lead. And Morales will wind up at second base. It will not be a run batted in. An error against Tony Perez, or against uh, Stan Pappy. On a throw by the third baseman. Nice to have a little help, Lou. No doubt about it. We'll take it. That's all we can get. Well, they got their 119th double play of the year in this inning. That is the Mets' 117th error. Pappy, when he was at uh, Denver this year, playing under Jim Marshall, and they won their championship, was a shortstop. been pretty upset with himself after that uh, bad throw that went into the dirt and Perez trying to backhand it couldn't handle it Mercer steps in and he takes Twitchell's first pitch low and inside ball one like Morales Mercer has been in a slump insofar as driving in runs and do not credit Morales with a run batted in on that one Bobby last night one for four hitting 268 left hander tried to hold up in a swing and he can't do it ball one strike one the pitch was down low and in on him well, Morales last got an RBI on August the 26th. Mercer's last one came on August the 22nd. Of 
Ramos in scoring position as a result of the air. And the Cubs leading one to nothing with two off. Twitchell's 1-1 pitch, a slow curve into the dirt. Ball two, strike one. And he's had no control with that one whatsoever. Steve Onavaris in the on-deck circle. The outfield around to the right and deep for Mercer. The look at second at Morales. Here's Twitchell's pitch. Takes the pass ball inside above the knees. Ball three, strike one. Chris Fire, the shortstop, playing him to pull up the middle. And he is standing with his toes just on that white strap that would designate where the outfield grass would start. Davy Cash has planted his feet right astride that line over on the right side of the infield. 3-1 delivery with two out at Mercer. Swings, and he fouls that one back out of play. Ball three, strike two. Five decisions between the Cubs and the New York Mets this weekend, and then the Cubs will go to Philadelphia to close out this lengthy road trip with a pair of games against the Phillies before coming back home to open up next Friday at Wrigley Field. Final home stand of the year. 3-2 pitch. Swung on, and a little bouncing ball back to the pitcher. Picks it up. Get the little underhand toss over to first base. And the Cubs are retired in the first inning. But thanks to some Montreal help, they get a run. On a walk, one hit, a two-base error. One man is left on the bases. At the end of a half-inning of play, Bonamoff to the bound, seeking his 11th win of the year. With the score, the Cubs won, Montreal nothing. If homeowners waited for inflation to turn around before they repaired or improved their homes, the old neighborhood might be a little more run down than you'd expect. So whether you're adding a room, building a garage, or putting in a new sidewalk, friendly Bob Adams understands there's a lot of people like you. So he's ready with your General Finance Corporation home repair loan. Call friendly Bob at Andover 32020. There's someone willing to listen, ready to help. You'll like the fast, famous, friendly Bob Adams service. And General Finance's courteous yet confidential manner. Friendly professionals who know about problems like yours. You'll be pleased at how simply and easily your loan can be arranged. All you have to do is pick up your money at your convenient General Finance office, then get started on your home improvement project. Call General Finance Corporation at Andover 32020. That's Andover 32020, where you can borrow up to $10,000. There are over 65 offices in the Chicagoland area. Also an office in Kankakee. Bonham, 3-0 against Montreal this year. Two of his victories came here against the Expos and one at Berkeley Field against them. Worked a total of 17 innings against Montreal, giving up 23 hits and 11 runs. With 3-0 and one other stock, he wound up with no decision. Just as he did in his last uh, start of the season, Saturday, at Wrigley Field against the Mets. Not involved in the decision there. He left with the ball, with the Cubs leading the ball game, but they wound up losing it by a score of 7-2. Bottom, 188 innings of work and 182 base hits for the year and an earned an average of just over four. Big right-hander delivers a swing and a miss by Davey Cash on a slider away. Strike one count. Cash won for six last night. Veteran hitting 289. Driven in 39 runs. There's no homers. There's a swing and a ground ball base hit. Took off on a fastball and drilled it to the second base side of Manny Trio out to Morales in center field. So each team with one hit 
And the rookie, Stan Pappy, was guilty of that throwing error that would have retired the Cubs in the first inning without any run coming across. Steps in. Let's see what they're going to have him do. 26-year-old right-hander. 0 for 6 last night. Failed a sacrifice in the 12th inning. Forced the man at second. Then he scored the winning run on a triple. Looked out. Had his helmet taken off with a high inside fastball. Wound up up in the carpet in front of the plate. Picks it up. Looks again down at coach at third to get his sign. Bonham's last victory came against San Diego. August the 6th. Goes to first base. Davy Cash back in plenty of time with a head first slide. Had a little, uh, Bonham had a little shoulder problem for a while. Right headed to Devers and misses with a fastball blown away to the rookie, Stan Pappy. Andre Dawson tripled and drove in that winning run last night in the on deck circle over in the first base side. Bottom with a runner at first, nobody out. A 2 0 pitch coming up. There's a base hit. Pass Manny Creel out into center field. And Pappy, given the green light on 2 0, drills one to the second base side of Creel. Runners at first and second. Nobody out. Here's last night's hitting hero for the Expos, big right-hander Andre Dawson. Two hits last night, including that game-winning triple that gave him his 58th run batted in for the year. Dawson batting 278 with 16 homers. Bottom looks at the runner at second, delivers a curve, but it's too high, ball one. Cubs in a bit of a jam here in the first inning on two singles by Davey Cash and rookie Stan Pappy. The stretch, the delivery, swung on, he hit one on the fist, fouled it, Buckner coming over to the dugout, and he grabs that ball one-handed, runner tags from second, goes to third, the throw not quite in time, he's in there with a hit first slide. Buckner anticipated that by Davey Cash, but there wasn't anything he could do about it. Wielden made the throw, Cash... Got in there ahead of the tag by Yana Barris. Good alert baseball. Tying run at third, and Tony Perez stepping in. He should wind up this year the only man in Major League history to drive in 90 or more runs for 11 consecutive seasons. As 85 this year, hitting 295 for the year. Throw to first. Sam Pappy back in time. Since the All-Star break, Mr. Perez hitting 349. There's a pitch, a swing at a miss. Took a little off on that one. Had him jumping on it. Perez last night was one for four. There's 18 homers this year. Plants that right foot deep in the batter's box, almost in the corner of it. That close stance. Keeps working the fingers on that bat. Bottoms delivery to him. Takes it inside. Ball one, strike one. Got to be pretty thrilled, Lou, and with the anticipation of achieving that uh, mark in RBIs, 90 for 11 straight year. He is, and he's mighty proud of that 1,200 RBI record. Not also, not bad either. 
Bottom had made a throw to first base to keep Pappy close. One out, one one delivery. Takes it low. Ball two, strike one. Ellis Valentine due up next. Tying run over at third, represented by veteran Davey Cash. The Cubs could use a double play here, to say the least. Rookie Mike Gordon doing the catching. Sets up. Bonham's pitch. Perez takes in at the strike. Letter high away from him. Ball two, strike two. Got a few Cub fans rooting here tonight, including uh, the Matthews family, Bill and Gerda Matthews. Bonham's 2-2 pitch. Rez takes the fastball in too tight. Ball three, strike two. Well, he's done an outstanding job, both in driving in runs and with his batting average of 295. He is one fellow that is prone to strike out a lot. Let's see if Bonham can dispose of him here with one out. Runners at first and third. 3-2 delivery. Runner goes. A swing and a miss. Gordon's throw. Bounces. Gets away from Frio. Goes to center field. Pappy gets up and goes to third. And Davey Cash trots up the line with the tying run of the ballgame. But we were hopefully anticipating he struck out. And Pappy going on the pitch. Should have been nailed. Gordonsville, short of the mark, bounce pass real into center field. There on the throw, of course. And here's Valentine swinging and hitting a hard shot that skips off of Steam out of Harris and then bounces over into the box seats, and that's going to be a ground rule double, and let's see if Montaveras is going to be all right as Montreal has taken the lead. Valentine getting a very hard shot that came off of that wet carpet. He's already had one in the eye this year, Lou, and I hope he didn't get another one there. Oh, that one just glanced off of the bill of the cap. Number 72 and runs batted in for the year for Ellis Valentine with a double on the first pitch thrown. And the Expos have a two-to-one lead in the bottom of inning number one. Valentine decides that he can do without the batting helmet. Gary Carter to be the hitter. Let's pause a moment for station identification. This is the WGN Chicago Cubs Baseball Network. And this is WGN Radio Chicago at one minute past seven. Two singles and a double, and each team has been guilty of an error, and we're in the first inning. There's a swing and a high fly ball. Morales on the run, so is Bobby Mercer, and it's Mercer is there. Hauls it in to retire the side. But two runs and three hits, one cub error. One man left in the bases, and at the end of one, Montreal leads the Cubs two to one. Think you could eat 40 bananas in 39 minutes? Anthony Fig did it. He set that record in 1967. Says so right here in the Guinness Book of World Records. How could anyone eat so much so fast? This is Mike Pyle saying we'll probably never know the answer to that, but there are some records that are easily explained. For instance, the current record for selling new Oldsmobiles. It's held by Wild Olds in Libertyville. Wild sells more new Oldsmobiles than any other dealer in the world. Why? Why do people come from Chicago, from all over the state, even from neighboring states, to buy their new Oldsmobiles from Weill? 
You won't find the answer in the record book, but you will find it in Libertyville, Illinois, home of the world's largest Oldsmobile dealer, Wild Olds. Plan to drive out real soon. You'll probably get out to Libertyville faster than it takes Anthony Fig to eat 40 bananas. Wild O's is selling out all our 88 to 98 at never before and never again low prices. Steve Otterberg is going to be leading off the Cubs here against Wayne Twitchell. He's hitting 295, was 0 for 6 last night, so he dropped a few points. They followed by Manny Trail and then the rookie catcher. Boston and New York tonight, Louis Tiant going for the Red Sox, who have dropped the first two games of that big series against the Yankees. Mike Torres, 16 and 12 of the year, going for the Yanks. Baltimore at Toronto, Grimsley against Clancy for the Blue Jays, and there's no score at Toronto, bottom of inning number two. And Oakland has taken a four to nothing lead at Kansas City at the end of two innings of play in their first game. By the blue for the A's, seeks his 15th win of the year tonight against Andy Hassler, who's nine and five. And Hassler's yielded two runs in each of the first two innings. Kansas City in danger of having that long uh, winning streak of 14 in a row. Snap. And that first game of the Twinite doubleheader at Kansas City tonight by the Oakland A's. Baltimore, by the way, is shooting for its eighth straight win of the season tonight. They've moved into second place last night as the Yankees, and particularly Reggie Jackson, disposed of Boston once more. Baltimore now two and a half out of the Red Sox, three and a half. There's a swing and a deep drive into left center field. Little Warren Cromarty races out, reaches up, hauls it in one-handed. And Oliveris is out on a long line drive to the left fielder to open up the second inning. Manny Creo stepping in. He was 0 for 5 last night. Seven homers for the year. And 56 runs batted in. You know, pitchers aren't the only ones that need a good change of pace. Everyone ought to alter the routine just a little bit, and you can do that yourself by spending a fun-filled day out at friendly Wrigley Field. And man, there aren't very many of them left for this season either. First pitch, Trio's going to take all the way, and it's a strike at the knees. The Cubs will be entertaining the Pittsburgh Pirates and the apparent Eastern Division champion Philadelphia Phillies on the next homestand that starts one week from tomorrow against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and the Phillies. They'll... Uh, Two teams will be there to extend the Cub homestand through the 28th of September. Twitchell reaches back, delivers a slow curve, and Trio looks at it for strike two. Only six games left in the home schedule. Nothing in two, the count. Now he swings and fouls that one off the mid of Gary Carter. Still 0-2 in the Cubs' second baseman. Philly's got a run in the bottom of the first inning against the uh, Mets tonight. On behalf of uh, left-hander Randy Lurch, Greg Swan going for the Mets, who are now batting in the top of the second inning and trailing one to nothing at Philadelphia. 0-2 delivery. Fastball swung on, fouls it. Back up into the backstop. And this afternoon, as we mentioned earlier, Houston knocked off San Francisco 6-3. Pence getting the victory over Ed Hulicki. And the Houston Astros, very hopeful, winding up in second place in that Western Division. Picked up a half game with that one. There's a curveball, and he takes it outside one and two. They pick up a half game against the Cincinnati Reds. And they're three games behind them, pending the outcome of the Cincy game tonight at Los Angeles. 
One out and a one-two delivery. Takes the fastball high, ball two, strike two. Witchell played an awful lot of basketball when he was in uh, school out in Oregon. And occasionally still officiates that game in the offseason. 2-2 delivery. Swung on, a fastball off the end of the bat goes foul into the seats over in the first base side. The Cubs were gifted with a run in the first inning. Started out promisingly with a walk and a single. Then Buckner grounded into a double play ball. Morales hit a grounder to the third baseman whose throw was errant. It permitted De Jesus to score and Morales to reach second. Then the inning ends with Mercer tapping out weakly to the pitcher. Here's a swing, and Trio pulls a ground ball, backhanded by Spire, long throw. He is safe at first base. Spire having to make that peg from beyond that stripe on the, uh, that would designate the outfield grass. And Trio's on with an infield single with one out in the second inning. Hit number two for the Cubs brings up the rookie catcher, Mike Gordon. At St. Louis, the Cardinals batting in the bottom of the sixth inning of their first game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the Pirates are holding a one-to-nothing lead. And Tony Garofalo, the cup trainer, has to come out now to tend to Manny Trejo. Looks like he might have hurt an ankle running that one out, huh? Well, this is two for two. Two innings, and Tony's out twice. Yeah. <laughs> He's he must have set an all-time record. record this year. <laughs> but the new facilities that they have here... And the Cubs were here in the first two trips. They were using temporary quarters, to say the least. But now the visiting clubhouse has been uh, pretty much finished off. And he almost has enough room in there, by golly, for all of the fellows who need to be treated. Looks like Trio's going to decide he'll uh, stick it out. One away. And Mike Gordon, the rookie catcher, Made a throw, bouncing into second base. Left-handed hitter, who was hitless last night in three at-bats, and then earlier in the year was 0 for 4 with the Cubs, so he's looking for his first major league hit. A strong left-hander, comes from the state of Maine, just 24 years of age, and only celebrated that 24th birthday just a few days ago. Trio with a pretty good lead at first base against Twitchell. Fires and misses low and inside. Ball one. Center fielder Andre Dawson shadowed up considerably for Gordon, who did not have a good hitting year with the Cubs Farm Club at Wichita. Here's a pitch. Swung on. Piled out of the middle of Carter. And the count goes to ball one, strike one. Well, the Mets tied up the Phillies with a run in the top of the second inning at Philadelphia. Now the Phillies at bat in the bottom of inning number two, and it's one to one. John Candelaria going for the Pirates tonight at St. Louis in the first game against Eric Rasmussen. 1-1 pitch. Swung on a bouncing ball to Davey Cash. Gets it close to second. And no chance for a relay to first base. Davey having to come over near or over towards first base and in before he could pick up that ground ball off the bat of Trio who's forced at second. Gordon reaches. And Bill Bonham stepping in shown that he swings the bat pretty good this year. He's hitting 241 with 14 hits and three runs batted in. The score with the Cubs batting here in the top of inning number two. Montreal two and the Cubs one. Bottom bending low from the waist. Twitchell's first pitch to him, a swing and a miss. 
threw the fastball by him. In the uh, roster book that the Cubs have available, you can read all about not only Bonham, but the rookie over at first base, Mike Gordon. 0-1 delivery. Checks his swing on a breaking ball outside. They ask for the appeal. Denied. Get the biographies, the photos, the players, the coaching staff, statistics, about everything you'd like to know about the, all of the players. Herman Franks and all of his coaching staff. Two out and a 1-1 pitch. Swung on a miss. To get a copy, just send a check or a money order for a dollar to Roster Book at Wrigley Field, Chicago. Their zip code is 60613. But add 25 cents per order for postage and handling. They're also available at the ballpark when we'll be there a week from tomorrow. 1-2 pitch. Curve into the dirt gets away, but Gordon is not going to try to advance. And Carter, hustling after that ball, finally retrieved it about 30 feet over on the first base side. So the count goes to two and two on bottom with the runner at first base. Montreal with a two to one lead. And the Expos have beaten the Cubs six times in the last eight meetings between these two teams. They lead here two to one. Here's the pitch. Bottom swings at a bouncing ball past the pitcher, but Spire has it. Steps in the bag at second. Gordon is forced. And the Cubs in the second inning have no runs. One hit, one man left. And at the end of one and a half innings of play and the final meeting between the two teams, Expos with a two-to-one lead. I'm a TV football freak And I seek unique critique So each and every week I turn to the Tribune I'm a college football nut When I want to know what what My decision is clear-cut I turn to the Tribune Who writes the prose Kick off your weekend game plan with the Chicago Tribune's Friday kickoff section. The most comprehensive college and pro football guide in Chicago. Features, articles, previews, stats, TV schedules, predictions, analysis, and lots more. Kickoff, another reason the Chicago Tribune ranks in first place. When you want the whole field covered, turn to the Tribune. Turn to the Tribune. left-handed hitting outfielder with an eight-game hitting streak will be leading off bottom third of the batting order to face Bill Bonham. Cromarty was one for three last night and he's hitting 281 for the year with five homers and 48 runs batted in. While the Cubs have been in a tailspin since just prior to the All-Star break, Montreal Ball Club now, since the 1st of July, is one game over the 500 mark. Cubs hopeful of finishing out the rest of this 1977 season on the upbeat. They need a victory here and a few of them in New York. And it's Philadelphia, and then they'll be concluding the season with competition against the Pills and the Pirates. Still locked at 75 wins for the year. 
Little Warren Cromartie stepping in. And Bonham's first pitch. Swung out, a hard ground ball. Kelleher at second base goes to his right, picks it up, and throws to first. So Mick Kelleher has replaced Manny Trio, who got that infield single that came up limping, then stayed in the ballgame. And Kelleher was taken off the disabled list just recently, making his first appearance in the field. He has uh, come in a couple of times as a pinch runner. Remember, he took a bad hopper that came up and uh, broke the thumb on his hand. That day, they had uh, ruled a an error against him, and then later that night, they changed it to a single. A little Mick back in the lineup at second base here in the second inning, and he's just come up with a nice play to retire Cromarty. Now Chris Fire, the shortstop, stepping in, roving a run last night with a sacrifice fly. And the right-hander takes the first pitch of strike. He is not hitting well this year. Batting average for Spire, the former giant of just 232. Five homers. Swings, fouls the fastball out of play to the right side. The RBI that he got last night was only his 31st of the season. That includes his work with the Giants before he came over here for uh, Tim Foley. Bottom six pitch is a fastball too high. Ball one, strike two. Kansas City Royals with that sweep last night have taken a nine-game lead over the Chicago White Sox. One-two delivery. Curveball low and outside. Ball two, strike two. Cincinnati still hanging tough. Came up with a victory last night over the Los Angeles Dodgers. But time is sure running out on the Reds. Two-two pitch. Looks at a strike. Took a line off of that one, and Chris Fire just watched it float by. Letter high for Bonham's second strikeout of the night, and that will bring up the pitcher, Wayne Twitchell. Next Monday night, which is to be an off night for the Cubs between New York and uh, Philadelphia, going to be uh, the big uh, benefit dinner club. Benefit dinner of the Variety Club, I should say. It's the Evanston Country Club. Fastball to Twitchell, and he takes it inside at the letters. Well, they'll have a golf outing during the day. That one's completely sold out. So I understand that there's still some tickets available for the dinner. Here's a swing, and Twitchell pulls the ground ball. Out of Ares to his left. He's got it. Straightens up and pegs, and Twitchell kind of loping down the line. is shot down to retire the side in order. If you'd like to uh, try to go to that dinner on Monday, phone Les Lear in Chicago at 828-1190. And here at Montreal's Olympic Stadium at the end of two innings of play, the Expos lead the Chicago Cubs 2-1. The Amateur Athletic Union and the World Taekwondo Federation brings the Taekwondo Karate World Championships to Chicago's Amphitheater for three action-packed days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, September 15th, 16th, and 17th. More than 500 national champions from 50 nations will compete for this world title. The Taekwondo Karate World Championships will be on 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. each day. One ticket is good all day. Tickets available through all Ticketron outlets or amphitheater box office. Call 878-7711. 
time to wait, no time to doubt. They're giving real deals on the four-wheel drive scout. At your international scout dealer, that's the place to go. He's wheeling and trading, and the prices are low. So get there and test drive a scout today. You can't beat his deal in the whole USA. International, the wheelinest four-wheel dealer in town. Vince Lloyd and Lou Boudreau here with you at Olympic Stadium in Montreal and a much better turnout than they had last night. A crowd last night of just over 5,200, the smallest of the year here. But they have drawn well at this uh, new edifice, over a million, 300,000. And this ball club, Lou, certainly is on the rise, isn't it? Yes, it is. They don't uh, need too much to help this ball club uh, become a contender, which means that the... Eastern Division will be quite an improved division in the near future. Yankees get, uh, Mets get straightened away, and this ball club, and of course our ball club, will challenge Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and St. Louis certainly is on the upgrade with a young ball club they have. Here's Jesus leading off the third inning, walked in the first inning. Twitchell on the mound, the Cubs have one run, two hits, exposed, two runs on three hits. Both ball clubs have committed one air. Fake bunt on the first pitch, but the ball is called a strike by plate umpire Andy Olson. DeJesu will be followed by Bittner and then Buckner. Strike one pitch on the way. Curveball outside. Just missing and it's one and one. Expos will break their all-time attendance mark this year. One and one pitch by the big right-hander. Popped up behind the plate. Carter there has room. He has it. One out as the Hesu pops out to Carter, the catcher, in foul territory. Now here's Pittner who lined a single into, sec into right field and looked as if the Cubs are going to take care of Twitchell very early. But with runners on first and second, Buckner hit into a double play. Now here's Larry Bittner, a former Expo, stepping into the batter's box. The first pitch by the right-hander. Fastball, strike called. Knee-high over the outside corner. Expo's play, Bittner, straight away. One strike pitch. Inside and low, and it's one and one. Gary Carter doing the catching. Twitchell, formerly with the Philadelphia Phillies, on the mound. The right-hander into the windup and the pitch. Swing and a fly ball deep to center field. Over Dawson's head. He's going back, going back, leaps. It bounces against the wall. Pitting around second. He will go to third. Instead, he tags up as what a throw that Dawson threw from the warning track over 400 feet away from the plate and one hop and a short hop all the way to Pappy at third to hold Bittner to a double. Bittner now getting closer to that 300 mark in average. He started this ball game hitting 295. He has two for two. 
And that was his 25th double of the season. He's on second base with the tying run for Buckner. That's the third hit off Twitchell. There's no doubt about that one. It was well tagged. Dawson, a very fine outfielder who can go back on a ball very well and with great speed, couldn't catch up to that one. Curve ball taken by Buckner inside ball one. This guy really has some pains at the plate. Sore wrist, sore ankle. Pulled a hamstring earlier during the year. He has a record for throwing bats at baseballs being pitched to him. There's a strike called, and it's one and one now to Buckner. Bittner at second base, one out, third inning. Twitchell has a sign from Carter. Checks Bittner at second, and here's the one ball, one strike pitch. Curve ball, a swing and a foul ball into the dugout behind first base. Buckner really pulled that one. The count now, one ball, two strikes. This is where Buckner is at his best with two strikes on him. He guards that plate. If he is fooled on the pitch, he normally will throw the bat at the ball. Try to foul it. He swings and fouls that one in the same spot behind first base in the exposed dugout. So the count remains one and two. After DeJesus popped out, Bittner doubled over the center fielder's head and is on second base. Twitchell taking a little more time on this particular sign. Now he's ready. Here's the pitch to Buckner. Curveball, another one hit into the dugout. Three successive foul balls hit into the Expo dugout. These are very long dugouts here at Olympic Stadium. Now the outfielders are pulled around a couple of steps. Twitchell is ready, sets the kick and the pitch. Swing and a miss. He gets Buckner on a low-breaking curveball for the first strikeout of the ball game for Twitchell. So with two outs, it's going to be up to Jerry Morales. He was safe on the throwing air by the third baseman, Pappy, which allowed DeJesus to score from third base with two outs in the first inning. Then Montreal came back to score two in the bottom of the first inning. It's now two to one, Expos. First pitch to Morales. Curve ball, tap foul, back to the screen. Strike one. Morales and Mercer has been, have been stuck on the, the IBI column. Morales with 68 RBIs. Mercer with 82. Morales levels that bat over the plate as Twitchell gets a sign from Carter. Bittner extends his lead at second base. 
Here's the 0-1 pitch now by Twitchell. Sidearm pitch outside. He really lowered the boom then as he dropped his arm to around his knees and fired the ball outside. One and one to count. Carter going out to talk to his pitcher. One and one to count to Jerry. Twitchell shakes his head yes. He's a slow worker. The pitch on the way. Overhand curveball for a strike call. Broke sharply over the outside corner. One ball, two strikes. Bittner extending his lead at second base. He's on the AstroTurf. Expos aren't paying any attention to him. Twitchell's the only one that's really looking at him. Now the pitch. Fastball low outside. Two and two to count. Seems as if the Expos are keeping the fastballs away from Morales and giving him a lot of breaking stuff. Sliders and curveballs. The count now, two and two. Here's the pitch. Swing and a foul ball down the right field line. It's out of play. Morales guarding that plate. Two outs, Bittner on second. Bittner has two of the three hits off Twitchell so far tonight. Hit right here would pick up a run. Here's the pitch, curveball. He swings and misses on a high curveball outside, striking out. Twitchell strikes out two in the third inning after the double by Bittner. No runs, one hit, one man left on base. At the end of two and a half innings of play, Montreal 2, Cubs 1. Water from God's country. Sparkling, pure spring water. Gottlieb Heilemann spent years looking for water like this. He found it in La Crosse, Wisconsin in 1853. Heilemann still uses this water today to pure brew, double brew a great light beer called Old Style in a traditional old world way called croissoning. Croissoning is the most natural way to brew beer and the most expensive. But at Old Style, we don't aim to make the most beer, only the best. That's why we use croissoning and sparkling pure Wisconsin spring water. Taste the difference they make. Try Old Style. Pure brewed in God's country. G. Heilemann Brewing Company, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Both teams have batted around in the in two innings. So in the third, it'll be the leadoff hitter, Cash, and Pappy and Dawson for Montreal. Let's pause five seconds for station identification. This is the WGN Chicago Cubs Baseball Network. And this is WGN Radio Chicago at 729. Cash singled up the middle in the first inning, as did the hitter next up, Pappy. Let's see how Bonham handles him at this particular time at the plate. Throws the curveball to open up, and it's outside, ball one. Cash struck out three times yesterday, and that is somewhat of a record. He's... 
does not strike out very often. Here's a swing and a line drive to right field. Mercer moving in, and he drops the ball. The ball is into the light. They give him an air. That's a tough air. He came in, had the ball, then all of a sudden that ball was into the light. He reached up his glove, and the ball dropped out of it. Mercer wasn't even watching the ball as he turned his head from it as it went in the lights. But they give him an error. Second Cub error of the evening. And here's the young third baseman, Pappy, at bat. Cash, a good base runner. The stretch by Bonham. Here's the pitch. Strike call over the inside corner. Cash has 20 stolen bases. Leading the Expos in that department. He gets on base quite a bit. Here's the pitch to Pappy. Curveball. He ducks away from it. It's inside. One and one to count. Cash has 169 hits. With 49 bases on balls. So you know he's on base quite a bit. So to first, he has to dive back and does so safely. One of the premier leadoff men in baseball, Dave Cash. The one-on-one pitch now by Bonham. There he goes. Here's a swing and a miss. There's Gordon's throw low into the dirt. But the play is backed up beautifully by Kelleher as Gordon will have to raise his sights through two throws tonight have been into the dirt at second base. Cash is credited with a stolen base, his 21st, and only a fine defensive play by Kelleher, who went behind the play to back it up, prevented Cash from advancing to third. So he's on second now with nobody out. The count of one ball, two strikes on the hitter. Bonham sets. Here's the pitch. Fastball inside, two and two the count. That stolen base breaks a career high for Cash. He's had 20 stolen bases, uh, equaling his career high in 74 when he was with the Phillies. The stretch, the 2-2 two and two pitch, let up. Swinging a fly ball to right field. Cash is tagging up. Morales is there. Gubs it. There goes Cash to third. Goes back to third as Morales' throw carries to Ontiveros. Cash changed his mind as Morales, the outfielder, played it well. Backed up and then moved in to gain momentum as he caught the ball. And he wheeled a third to hold Cash at second. One out and here's Dawson at bat. Dawson popped out to Buckner in foul territory his first time at bat. Montreal leads 2-1. to one. We're in the third inning. Bottom looks in, gets a sign from the young catcher, Mike Gordon. Then checks Cash, leading off second base. First pitch now to Dawson. Curveball for a strike call. That one broke beautiful over the outside corner.
Cubs play Dawson straight away. It was his triple last night that broke up the ball game in the 12th. Fastball low, one and one to count. Montreal, two runs, three hits. Cubs, one run, three hits. Dawson, a right-handed hitter, waits the pitch. Swing and a miss on a let-up. One ball, two strikes. Perez in the on-deck circle. Cash now extends his lead at second base onto the AstroTurf. The pitch on the way is a swing and a tap foul. Now Nasi Virgil, third base coach. Tosses it into Olsen and wants Olsen to take a look at it, and he throws it out. On the verse is deep at third, as is De Jesus deep at shortstop position. And at the right side, it's Keller who has replaced Trio, who turned an ankle or hurt his leg running down at this infield hit in the second inning. And Buckner is on the first. Here's the pitch by Bonham. Curveball, and he gets him. And what a curveball that was. Bonham has a good curveball tonight. That's three strikeouts for Bill. Now with two outs, here's Perez, who struck out in the first inning. With Perez stepping in the batter's box, Cubs outfielders back up a few steps. They play straight away. We're in the third inning with Montreal leading 2-1. to one. Bonham into the stretch. Now he kicks. Here's the pitch outside, ball one, to Tony Perez. Perez is a very durable guy. He's this is his 138th game. Here's a swing and a one-hopper right to Buckner. He has it as it skidded off of that AstroTurf. But Buckner made the play and then runs up and touches first base for the out. In the third inning, no runs, no hits, one air, one man left on base. And now at the end of three innings of play, it's Montreal 2, Cubs 1. Fans, now you can get a good return on your investment when you invest in the Lufkin 25-foot tape measure with power return for just $6.75 from True Value Hardware Stores. Some tape measures make you force and fight the blade back into the case, but with the Lufkin tape measure with power return, that steel blade zips back in the case with the touch of a button. And the Lufkin 25-foot tape measure from True Value Hardware Stores features a Mylar protected three-quarter inch wide steel blade. The toggle switch locks the blade for accurate no-slip measurements, and the lightweight, rugged, cyclo-lac chrome case will last for years and years. You get a good return on your investment. Invest in the Lufkin. 25-foot tape measure with power return. It's just $6.75 at participating True Value Hardware Stores. In the fourth inning, Cubs will send Mercer, Antaviris, and Kelleher to the plate. Mercer, 
shot, an easy ground ball to Twitchell to close out the first inning. Bobby is overdue. Entered this ball game, hitting 268. Wayne Twitchell on the mound for the Expos. This is his 27th start. He's only completed one game. He's allowed 16 home runs to be hit off of this serving. He's a side armor. He's been coming up and over mostly to left-handed hitters tonight. Here's the first pitch now to Bobby Mercer. Overhand fastball for a strike called over the inside corner. Perez deep at first, Cash deep at second for Bobby. Valentine's over near this foul line. He's only about 25 feet off of the right field foul line. Swing and a pop foul. Back out of play. Two strikes to Bobby Mercer. Onto Bess, waiting in the on-deck circle. Twitchell has his side. Now takes that long wind-up, and here's the pitch. Curve ball, tap, foul. Down past Harry Dunlop. Mercer's leading off the fourth inning. Cubs, after tonight, 17 games left. Six with the Pirates, three at home and three at Pittsburgh to close out the season. Six with Philadelphia. And five with New York. Here's a pitch inside. Ball one, strike two. Five with New York coming up this weekend. And when the Cubs get back home, they play Pittsburgh three games, Philadelphia three games. One and two pitch. Curve ball, a swing, a line drive down the right field line, but it's curving. Foul. Into the Expos bullpen. So the count remains one and two. Seventeen left. Boy, oh boy. Then we'll be waiting for spring training again. The pitch popped up over the third baseman's head. Pappy backs up under it, calls forward in fair territory and grabs it. Mercer pops out to the third baseman. One out, Anabaris, who lined out to Cromarty. And Anabaris has been hitting the ball well on this road trip, even though that batting average certainly hasn't gone up too fast. He's hitting 295. Entering this ball game. So Twitchell gets his sign from Carter and is all set. Nobody on base. One out. The pitch on the way. Curveball strike called. Twitchell keeping that ball in on Mercer and on Ontiveros here in the fourth inning. The pitch once again. Another curveball. That one is inside. Ball one, strike one. Now the count with one out and nobody on base. Twitchell's ready. One and one pitch. High. Inside ball two. A 
Cubs have won ten games in this series with Montreal. Cubs beating Montreal early in the season. Two and one, the count to Ontiveros and the two and one pitch on its way. High outside, ball three. Ball three, strike one. Twitchell has walked one man. That was the leadoff hitter of the ball game, to Jesus. There's ball four. That's his second walk of this ball game. So Ontiveros walk. That brings up. Kelleher, his first time at the plate. Kelleher is batting 228. No home runs, 8 RBI. He replaced the injured trio. This is his first time at bat. He was talking about his thumb is still tender. He's going to have a little sponge wrapped around the bat that he uses to Here's a swing and a foul. Back onto the screen. Strike one. Kelleher, good hit and run man. As Perez is playing behind Ontiveros at first base. Expos two, Cubs one. Here's the pitch. Curve ball low. One and one to count. All runs have been scored in the first inning. Cubs with the help of a throwing error by the third baseman scoring their one run. And the Expos came back to score two in the, the first inning. Kelleher takes a strike over the outside corner and it's one and two. Twitchell mixing them up. Curveball sliders and that fastball. Now Kelleher's ready. So is Twitchell. The pitch on its way. Swing and a line drive foul down the right field line. Caught by a youngster. Made a nice catch. With the hand from these folks. He was playing Kelleher perfect. Went right to him. One ball, two strikes to count. Kelleher swings and drives a base hit into left center. Cromarty after it, bounces past him, going all the way to the wall. Anaveras around third. He will score the tying run. There goes Kelleher for three. He had no relay. And Mickey Kelleher, a substitute coming into the lineup, triples into left center, driving in Anaveras with a tying run. And that's the fourth hit off Twitchell. And for Kelleher, that is only his second triple. So, Mickey has driven in his ninth RBI of the season. And he represents the lead run at third base. Lowry over there asking for a little time, asking Kelleher to whistle. That's the first time he's been around those bases in a long while. He's on third now with a lead run. And here's young Mike Gordon at bat. And the Expo infield in. First pitch by Twitchell. Popped up, foul territory near the Cubs dugout, but Pappy will not have room. Toronto has taken a 4 to nothing lead over Baltimore. 
Baltimore striving to stay ahead of Boston in second place to battle those Yanks. Baltimore trails New York by two and a half games. I think they have four or five games left with Boston. Here's the pitch to Gordon. Pop foul out of play. Two strikes now on Mike with a chance to put the Cubs out in front here with Keller on third and one out. Twitchell taking a stretch. He's not going into his windup. Here's the two-strike pitch now to Gordon. Fastball, he wasted it outside. It's one and two. Fourth inning. Two-to-two ball game. Twitchell looks in, gets a sign from Carter. Kelleher has a walking lead from third base. Here's the pitch. Curveball tapped down to the third baseman. Kelleher's going to try to score. He scores as Pappy goes to first base. Running by Kelleher, as I mentioned, he had a walking lead off of third base, and as soon as that ball went to the turf, Kelleher came charging in to score without a play, and the infield was playing in. So Gordon gets his first RBI, and the Cubs now have taken the lead 3-2. to Two, two outs, and here is Bonham at bat. First pitch to Bill. Swinging a foul out of play. Bonham forced Gordon, who was on first, in the second inning at second base. The pitch. Outside and low. One and one to come. Boston leads the Yankees one to nothing at the end of two and a half. Here's the pitch. Outside, ball two, strike one. They're in the ninth inning at St. Louis in the first game of their Twilight Night doubleheader with Pittsburgh leading four to one. The next pitch is fouled to the screen and now it's two and two on bottom. Nobody on base. Cubs have scored two runs here in the fourth inning to take the lead. Three to two. Two and two pitch. Fastball for a strike called over the outside corner. Bonham is called out on strikes. But not before the Cubs with a walk and a triple. Score two runs, one hit, nobody left on base. So with the Montreal Expos coming to bat in the fourth inning, Cubs three, Montreal two. Things can be beautiful when beautiful furniture is to be had and you've got the money in the bank. But even if the furniture is there when the cash isn't, there's still an easy way to furnish your home or apartment. Just call friendly Bob Adams of General Finance Corporation at Andover 32020. You'll be talking to personal professionals who understand how a person can occasionally run short, especially these days. At General Finance, you're always treated courteously. If you have an existing balance at General Finance, feel free to extend it. Once a General Finance customer, always a friend. And if you're a woman, remember, Friendly Bob believes in individual loans for individuals, and your signature is the only one required. So enjoy beautiful new furniture in your home. Whatever your money problem, 
call friendly Bob Adams to borrow up to $10,000 at Andover 32020. That's friendly Bob Adams of General Finance at Andover 32020. There are over 65 offices in the Chicagoland area. General Finance also has an office up in McHenry. Valentine will lead off, then Carter, and then Cromarty as Bonham now has the one-run lead. Valentine doubled in the first inning. It was in the first inning that Montreal scored their two runs and touched Bonham for all three hits. Valentine doubled down the third base line. Bonham is ready. Here's the windup and pitch. Strike call. There's a curveball for a strike call now, and Bonham is getting a sign once again. The pitch on the way. Another curveball and a swing and a foul off of the glove of Gordon. Trio jammed his right ankle going to first base on that infield hit in the second inning, and consequently he had to be taken out of the lineup. Keller came in and tripled. Driving in a run and then scored the lead run. Here's a swing and a high pop-up in the short center field. Keller going out, calling for it. He's under it. He has it for the out. Keller making his feelings and his Playing felt here against the Expos, putting a little life in that lineup for the Cubs. Backed up a throwing play by Gordon on the steal by Cash in the third inning, whereas the ball would have gone into center field and Cash would advance to third. Then he tripled in a run and scored another run. Here's a pitch. Fastball inside, ball one. Carter is batting. He flied out to Mercer in right field in the first inning. The windup and pitch by Bonham is a let-up. And it's a ball that went off of the glove, although Olsen did make, made no sign whatsoever that it was a foul ball. So we'll have to wait and see what the call is. The board has it one and one. There's a swing and a miss by Carter on a bottom fastball. Gordon, young catcher, mixing them up beautifully. Let-ups, curveballs, and the fastball. When you mix them up and the pitcher has control, which Bottom has thus far this evening, it makes that fastball much faster. There's the curveball into the dirt. One out, nobody on base, fourth inning for the Expos with the Cubs leading 3-2. to two. Cubs would like to win this one and go into New York with a victory under their belt. The Cubs have lost five in a row. And in doing so, haven't been playing good baseball. There's a let up. Oh, there's one hit deep. If it's a fair ball, we're all tied up. Kiss it goodbye. 
Bonham led up with high and inside, and Carter planted it out of the ballpark into the left field bleachers. That's his 26th home run of the year, his 70th RBI, 14 home runs off of Bonham. Brand new ball game. Three to three. Now here's Cromarty grounded out to the second baseman in the second inning. Curve ball for a strike called by Cromarty. There's no doubt about Carter's home run as long as it stayed fair. There's a check swing, and the ball is high. One and one now the count on this fine young outfielder. There's a chance of being the rookie of the year in the National League. Here's a swing and a pop-up down the foul line back at third base. On the first there on the warning track, reaches up one-handed and makes the catch. Fine play by Antaveras. Now with two outs. Here's Spire at bat. He was called out on strikes his first time at bat. Three to three ball game. We're in the fourth inning. Spire batting eighth for Dick Williams. First pitch to him by Big Bill Bonham is fouled back to the screen. Strike one. Chris has been in several spots in this Expo lineup. Second, sixth, uh, eighth. There's a curveball he backs away from, but it breaks sharply over the plate for a strike. That's an indication of how good a curveball bottom has tonight as it's breaking very sharply when Spire backs away from the pitch. Another curveball, but that one broke outside. Ball one, strike two. One run in on Carter's 26th home run of the year. That was his 70th run batted in. Fastball inside, it misses. Two and two to count. Bonham is ready. The wind-up and kick, and the pitch is inside. Three and two. Full count on Spire. Twitchell do up next. Cubs would like to retire Spire to lead off the inning with Twitchell. Here's the pitch. Curveball, and he asks for the appeal, and he swings and misses as Harvey gives the appeal to the Cubs. So Spire strikes out for the fourth strikeout. Corbanum, but in the fourth inning, one run on the home run by Carter. One hit. Nobody left on base. At the end of four, we're all tied up. And the score is Cubs three, Montreal three. If your exercise program includes sit-ups, try doing 14,118 of them. Sound impossible? It's not. Dale D. Cummings did it. 14,118 sit-ups. From 11 p.m. November 29th to 11.02 a.m. November 30th, 1965. 
I'm Mike Pyle, and that's the way it's recorded in the Guinness Book of World Records. Twelve hours and three minutes worth of grunts and groans. And a world record. If you think that's amazing, consider this. The world's largest Oldsmobile dealer doesn't operate out of a big city. That's right. Wild Olds, the world's largest Oldsmobile dealer, makes its home in little old Libertyville, Illinois. And smart shoppers are coming from Chicago, from all over the state, even from neighboring states, to buy their new Oldsmobiles from Wild in Libertyville. Why? Why do more people buy their new Oldsmobiles in Libertyville? You won't find the answer in the Guinness Book of World Records, not yet anyway, but you will find it in Libertyville, Illinois, home of the world's largest Oldsmobile dealer. Top of the batting order up, Devon DeJesus. They come to bat here in the fifth inning in a ball game that's now tied 3 to 3. Vince Lloyd back with him. Minnesota Twins, I see, took a 2 to nothing lead in the first inning over the White Sox. Boston is leading the New York Yankees 1 to nothing in the third. And Kansas City at the end of five in their first game, trailing the Oakland A's 4 to 2. Oakland at bat in the sixth inning. Against a rookie, McElberry, who's come on a relief of Hassler for the Royals. Yvonne walked and scored in the first inning, came in on an error, and he's fouled out, so he's 0 for 1 tonight. Twitchell's first pitch, and the big right-hander fires a strike right at the knees. Pirates look like they're going to take that first game down at St. Louis. They are carrying a 4-1 to lead over the cards in the ninth inning. Twitchell's curve swung out of this. Pulled the string out of beautifully. Nothing in two. And Philadelphia's Mike Schmidt has just walloped his 35th home run of the year. It came in the bottom of the fourth inning against the New York Mets with two mates aboard. So the Phillies have jumped out in front 6-2 to two at the end of four. There's a swing and a high pop foul. Third baseman, rookie, Poppy is under it. He's there and he makes the catch. So there's one away. Larry Bittner will be the batter. He has a single and a double so far tonight. Yankees failed in the bottom of the third inning, so the Red Sox still carry a one-to-nothing lead as they go to bat at Yankee Stadium in the fourth. And get this. Earl Weaver, who had come out at time had been called in the Baltimore-Toronto game in the fifth inning when Weaver was out protesting a call. A big argument ensued. And get this. Here's a swing and a ground ball to second baseman. Bittner is going to be retired. Davey Cash makes the pickup. That game between Toronto and Baltimore has been forfeited in favor of Toronto under Rule 4.15, which I've got to look up when I have the time. I can find the rule book. Be with it again in a moment. Thank you, John. That's a wild one, isn't it? Game forfeited in favor of the Toronto ah. Blue We'll get that rule for you. Senator Engineer Johnny Stubbs has a chance to look it up for me. Well, they're two gone. The first pitch of ball to Bill Buckner. There's one that's too high. Ball one, or ball two on him. He hit into a double play in the first inning. After DeJesus had walked, Bittner singled him to second. Got to third on the double play. 
and then tallied when Morales hit a ground ball and the third baseman, Stan Pappy, threw it away for a two-base error. The Cubs earned a run in the fourth inning on a walk to Juan with one out, a triple by Mickey Kelleher, who came in on Mike Gordon's top ball to the third base side of the mound. 2-0 delivery to Buckner, and he takes it to strike inside corner at the knees. Ball two, strike one on Buck. Here from Belvedere, Illinois, enjoying the ball game, Molly and Frank Cameron. Uh, thank you, John. Takes that one and it misses inside. Apparently, the rule that is applicable here tonight, which the Toronto Blue Jays won the ball game on a forfeit, 3-1 delivery. Buckner swings with a high foul on the third baseline. Long run made by the third baseman, and he can't get to it. It's into the boxes. Fails. When a team fails to obey within a reasonable time, the umpire's order for removal of a player from the game, the game may be forfeited. John, is it uh, paragraph F that was in question, do you know? Didn't say specific. We're going to assume that. There's a swing by Buck, and a drive down the right field foul line, and it bounces foul out of play. This is WGN Radio Chicago. Well, we know it isn't for uh, A, because that's concerning the start of the ball game. Or tactics that you might use uh, when weather may be of uh, concern, and you may try to uh, stall a ball game. Or you may try to speed it up unnecessarily just to shorten it. And we know that doesn't apply in this case all. also. 3-2 delivery. Buckner goes after it. Hits a high fly ball, and it should be hauled in. Dawson is over there, and the center fielder makes the two-handed catch to retire the Cubs in order in the top of the fifth inning. With the Montreal Expos coming to bat in the bottom of the fifth, which pause a moment, however, for station identification. This is the WGN Chicago Cubs Baseball Network. And this is WGN Radio Chicago at three minutes past eight. Wayne Twitchell is to lead off for Montreal to the bottom of the fifth. It is tied three to three. Margaret's an antique nut. And me, I like driving through Michigan in the fall. Just looking. I love all the fall colors. Oranges and reds and greens and golds. I like to go kicking around in the leaves. But Margaret, she'll always spot a place back in the trees, and sure enough, there's an antique sign. And there'll be a cat sleeping on a pumpkin. And I'll talk to the cat while Margaret buys a trivet. Michigan for trivets, she says. I say Michigan for camping and fishing and hunting and golf and tennis and color. Lord, you've never seen such colors. Michigan's for me and Margaret. Michigan's for everyone. For all there is. Call 372-0080 for your free Michigan Autumn Color Tour Guide with 24 separate tours and a report on the latest color conditions. Or come see us in downtown Chicago. That number once again is 372-0080. That game was forfeited when uh, Earl Weaver 
came out and had a prolonged argument with the umpires someplace, and we'll, we'll be getting the details for you and pass them along to you just as soon as they were able to get them. Wayne Twitchell stepping in to lead off against Bill Bonham. The first pitch is a ball a little bit low. Ray Burris has been decided is going to pitch the game that he started against the New York Mets. It was suspended because of the blackout. He's going to try to finish it up tomorrow night. He'll carry a two-to-one lead with one out in the sixth inning. There's a strike, ball one, strike one now, and the pitcher, Wayne Twitchell. Curveball to him is a ball outside. Here's what uh, the first bulletin on that forfeit says. 2-1 pitch, a fastball, and he misses low. 3-1 now on the pitcher. Game was forfeited after manager Earl Weaver pulled his team off the field in protest over a top of them. And there is a breaking ball for ball four on three and one. Bottom throws a breaking pitch, and he has put Wayne Twitchell on with a walk to lead off the fifth inning. That's the first walk he's given up tonight, and it has to go to the pitcher. Weaver pulled his team off the field in protest over a tarp, which was being used to cover a pitcher's mound in the left field bullpen. Hmm. Well, if that isn't weird. Davey Cash has singled, reached on an error tonight, and he scored a run. Steps in, the right-hander swings, drives a fastball foul. Down the right field line, out of play. You know, when it's all over with, that just may cost the Baltimore Orioles a chance at a division championship. Really something. 0-1 delivery. Look out, a fastball, and he has to jump back out of the way. Pete Broberg has now started to warm up in the Cub bullpen down the left field line. Ball one, strike one. After a walk to the pitcher, Wayne Twitchell, in a ball game that's tied at three apiece. And each team with four hits, and there is ball two way inside. Runner at first and nobody out. Bill gave up a homer to Carter with the bases empty in the fourth inning. 2-1 delivery. There's a swing and a double play ball. De Jesus has it. Flips to Kelleher. Here's the relay. And they got him. The Cubs coming up with a double play ball. And Twitchell just couldn't get in stride quickly enough to make it tough at all for Mick Kelleher to get rid of that ball after De Jesus fed him perfectly. So the bases are empty here in the fifth inning with two gone. And the rookie, Stan Pappy, stepping into the batter's box here in a moment. He's singled, stole second in the first inning, and eventually wound up scoring a run on Valentine's two-base hit. Then he lined out to Morales in the third, right-handed hitter. Kelleher in at second uh, base. As Trejo started the ball game. here's a swing and a drive down the right field foul line. It is... Foul and out of play. Buckner racing hard down the line. Back to the infield. Just couldn't quite get to it in time. Neither could Mercer nor Kelleher. Trio coming down the line on a single. Jammed his ankle on the bag at first base. He stayed in to finish out that inning on the bases. 
Then they had to take him out of the ball game. So Callaher's in there. And Buckner and out of Ayers at the corners. Callaher into Jesus. Middle right infield. Mike Gordon, the rookie, doing the catching. Bittner, Gross, and Mercer in the outfield. And Bottom starts to wind up the 0-1 delivery. Swung on. And a deep drive to Mercer in right field. But Bobby is under it. Has plenty of room. Reaches up and he hauls it in to retire. Montreal in the fifth inning with no runs. No hits in the inning. Walk and a double play. So there's nobody left on. And at the end of five full innings to play, it is still tied three to three. Hello, I'm Harriet Van Horn, syndicated columnist. People who read my column know I'm not afraid to say what I think. And right now, I'd like to say what I think about life insurance. For too many years, we've been spending too much money for insurance because not enough of us knew about Phoenix Mutual, a 125-year-old company that specializes in low-cost, whole-life insurance. Independent figures show that at the ages most insurance is purchased, and mind you, based on the most widely used method of cost comparison, over and over, Phoenix Mutual comes in lower than other companies for the very same coverage. Ask your insurance agent about Phoenix Mutual's low-cost policies or check the yellow pages for your nearest Phoenix Mutual agent. Now, I've been paid to make this endorsement, but I wouldn't have made it unless I believed in it. Yes, I believe in Phoenix Mutual. Come to bat here in the top of the sixth inning, tied three to three. Larry Crispin will be the probable starting pitcher for the Mets tomorrow night in that suspended game, and he's also scheduled to start the regular game that will immediately follow that one. Pat Zachary, the probable starter against the Cubs on Saturday in New York, with Nino Espinoso and Jackson Todd pitching in the doubleheader on Sunday, and it was Espinoso last night who defeated the Philadelphia Phillies one to nothing on a three-hitter, and the little guy singled in the only run of the ball game. With Ray Burris scheduled now to go in the suspended game tomorrow night. Rick Russell will start the regular scheduled game against Kuzman, and then uh, Herman Franks and pitching coach Barney Schultz are there's a swing by Morales and a deep drive. Left field. Cromartie going back, going back, going back. It's gone over the wall. A bell ringer for Morales. Gives the Cubs a 4-3 to three lead. His 11th home run of the year. His first one since August 26th when he got his last run batted in of the year. And he has just given the Cubs the lead. 4-3 to three with a shot over the 375-foot mark. Now, let's see if Mercer can regain the range. Bobby has tapped out to the pitcher and popped up to the third baseman. Rallis with his 11th bell ringer of the year. And his 69th run batted into the season. First pitch and Mercer... Takes, and it's a ball, a little bit low. Quick 
Mitchell in the windup, and Mercer takes that one for ball two. Dual pitch coming up to Bobby. With the Cubs now back out in front by a score of four to three. Here's a pitch, a swing, and a deep drive into right center field. Ah, it's not as deep as I thought it was. It's much too high. Valentine is there. And he grabs it. One away in the sixth inning. That'll bring up Steve Onaveras, who walked and scored on Mick Kelleher's triple in the fourth inning. Comes now with five hits off Twitchell, who has struck out three men and walked two so far tonight. And the Cubs trying to beat him for the second time in this season. Big right-hander delivers. Too high, ball one. Billy's batting in the bottom of the fifth inning, and they lead the New York Mets six to two. One-0 delivery. Takes it inside, just above the knees. Brett Baldwin in from the bullpen now to pitch against the Phillies in the bottom of the fifth inning. And they curve and he checks his swing and that's too low. Ball three on Steve Onaveras and they just might let him go after this one. Three-0 delivery. He'll take ball four too low. Walk number three issued by Twitchell and with one away here in the sixth inning and the cut leading McKelleher in this situation. Same spot of the fourth inning, drilled a triple and brought in out of errors from first base with it. Those of you who might have missed it, maybe be kind enough to give us a replay, huh? Yankees batting in the bottom of the fourth inning. Boston Red Sox with a one to nothing lead over New York. Twitchell's first pitch swung on. Ground ball foul in front of Harry Dunlop, coaching at the first base. Earlier tonight, it was reported that Alvin Dark is not going to be retained as the manager of the San Diego Padres. And I want to emphasize that that was only a report. 0-1 delivery. He pushes the butt and fouls it over under the carpet in the first base side, out of the reach of everybody. Last time we talked to Alvin about it, he said uh, he just had a handshake out there with Buzzy Bavese and Ray Kroc. He's had some problems with some of the players. Gene Tennis, who had not been playing as much as he would like to, had indicated that he wanted to be traded away, and it's kind of tough to trade a fellow like that when you've given him a multi-year contract for a bundle of dough. you got to find somebody who'll take that contract over. 0-2 delivery. Swing and a foul off the bare hand of the catcher, Gary Carter. In that forfeited game, Clancy gets the victory for Toronto. Leaves him with a record of four and six. And Grimsley is the loser for the ninth time this year for the Orioles. Game forfeited. Here's the pitch. Fastball high and tight to Mick. Ball one, strike two. He was kind of looking for that one. Mm -hmm. 
One and two with a runner on at first base, Steve Onaveras. Wayne Twitchell delivers. Gallagher swings, and there's a high fly ball. Cromarty going back. He'll have room for this one. He is there, reaches up, hauls it in. Onaveras gets back to first base, and there are two gone, and Mike Gordon will be the hitter now for the Cubs. Well, Reggie Jackson, who was the hero in last night's New York Yankee victory, after failing twice to sacrifice, running the count to three and two, Reggie entered the ball game with a home run with a man on. He has just homered for the 27th time this season. Came in the fourth inning with the bases empty tonight, and that would tie up the ball game one to one in the bottom of the fourth. Reggie Jackson. According to the stories here, he also made two spectacular defensive plays last night. There's a swing, and Gordon fouls one back into the seats out of play. When Mick hit that little roller in the fourth inning with Kelleher out at third base, Mick was able to score. So this rookie got his first major league run batted in. Wasn't exactly a bullet that he hit, but it had, had it been, maybe somebody would have been there to catch it. 0-1 delivery. He takes it high. Ball one, strike one. So the Yanks and the Red Sox are tied, and Baltimore had their game lost to Toronto on a forfeit of all things. Butch already with a 1-1 delivery. Gordon swings and misses in a sharp breaking curve down and in to the rookie. Remember who the three brothers were 14 years ago today? Played in the outfield at the same time for a National League ball club in a regular game 14 years ago today. There's the pitch. Swung out and missed. And Gordon fans to retire the Cubs in the sixth inning. But Jerry Morales lead off Homer gives the Cubs the lead. Walk in the inning. One man left on the bases. While you're thinking about the answer to that one, time also to listen to this at the end of five and a half innings of play here at Montreal. The Cubs lead the Montreal Expos four to three. You know, any knowledgeable baseball man will tell you that a good switch hitter is a pretty valuable guy to have in the lineup. Whether the pitching is right-handed or left-handed, you know there's one guy on your team who's equal to the occasion. Of course, you could say much the same thing about old-style beer. Some beers are fine for when you're hot and dry and you just want to quench a thirst. But once you've satisfied that thirst, you find the flavor just isn't there. Now that's where old style goes both ways. Great when you're hot and thirsty, and just as great when you simply have a taste for a beer. That's because old style is brewed the old world way in a pure brewing, double brewing process called croisoning. Brew a beer once, you've got a good beer. Brew a beer twice, you've got a great light beer. And Old Style is one American premium beer that is still fully poisoned, naturally carbonated in the old world way. So try Old Style, pure brewed in God's country. Yankees in the fifth inning. Reggie Jackson's homer in the bottom of the fourth has tied it one, of, one up. Lyle relieving Mike Torres, Louie Keon to the hill for the Red Sox. Andre Dawson to lead off, the third man in manager Dick Williams' batting order here at Montreal. 
Right-handed hitter. Fouled out and struck out so far tonight against Bonham. But last night he was a hero with a triple that won the ball game in the bottom of the 12th inning. Gave him his 58th run batted in. And the 11th time this year that Dawson has driven in the winning run for the Expos. Only Gary Cotter has done it any more often than this kid. Cotter's batted in the winning run a dozen times. Takes the first pitch high for a ball. Here's the windup. There's a swing and a tap foul right at the feet of the catcher. Mets did not score in the top of the sixth inning at Philadelphia. The Phillies still carry a 6-2 to two lead. Ball one, strike one to count. Wind up by Bonham. There's a swing and another tap foul right at the feet of the catcher. At Chicago tonight, the Minnesota Twins, who last night shut out the White Sox 7 to nothing, have a 2-0 lead at the end of two innings of play. Jeff Zahn trying to even up for the year. One-time Cub left-hander going against another former Cub. Steve Stone is 14-10 for the year. Bottoms 1-2 pitch, a half swing. The ball hits the batter's bat, goes into the seats foul over by the dugout on the first base side. We've been thinking about who those brothers were 14 years ago today who played in the National League and the outfield at the same time. You got it, huh? Figured you would. The Alou brothers, yep. Let up and he looks at a strike. Beautiful pitch by Bottom. That for Bill is his fifth strikeout of the night. And Tony Perez steps in. He struck out in the first inning on a 3-2 pitch. Stan Pappy, the runner at first, took off. Perez uh, struck out, but Mike Gordon made a throw that was into the dirt. And then Valentine brought him in with a double. First pitch by Bill. A fastball swung on. He fouls it way down the right field line. The little brothers, Philippe, Matty, and Jesus. All played briefly in the San Francisco Giant outfield the same time in a regular game 14 years ago today, September 15th of 1963. Felipe, of course, was the fellow who stayed around for the longest period of time. Here's a swing and a tap on Averis charging in. He picks it up, throws, and Tony Perez, who's not exactly fleet of foot, was pegged out. There are two gone in the sixth inning, and that'll bring up Ellis Valentine. Doubled in a run, his 72nd run by the end of the year. Toronto, a winner out of forfeit. Over the Baltimore Orioles tonight. Earl Weaver pulled his team off the field in protest over a tarpaulin, which was being used to cover a pitcher's mound in the left field bullpen. Boy, wouldn't that be a weird way to lose a division championship? And it's sure possible. The Orioles, you know, in second place starting tonight, only two and a half behind the Yankees. First pitch, and this right-hander takes the fastball, ball one. Ellis Valentine, the hitter, bottom delivers, and there's a strike with a fastball. By the way, on Saturday, September 24th, a week from this coming Saturday, when the Cubs are at home, it's going to be a special gift for you. There's a swing and a drive over the shortstop's head into left field. Base hit on a curveball. Alice Valentine represents the tying run over at first base with two out. Yeah. 
Here comes Gary Carter. Drilled his 26th homer. Pulled it over the left field wall. In the fourth inning with the bases empty. The gift is going to be that Ernie Banks Hall of Fame montage. The first 15,000 Cub fans to Wrigley Field Saturday, September 24th with box seats or general admission tickets or receive the Ernie Banks Hall of Fame montage as a gift. Saturday, September 24th. Bottom end of the stretch. Fastball swung on. He's got a base hit down the left field line. Coming over to cut it off. Larry Bittner. And the runner will have to hold at second base as Carter drills a sharp single. And credit Bittner with some good hustle to keep that ball from getting beyond him. Had it, then this ball game would be tied. As it is, it's still the Cubs four, Montreal three. But Montreal now has put runners at first and second with two gone. And Warren Cromarty, little left-hander, go for two. We're going to have a pinch runner. Ellis Valentine has got a sore ankle. He had to leave the ball game last night. When he fouled the ball off of it, Sam Mejias is going to be the runner at second base. And he represents the tying run in the ball game. We are in the sixth. Vince Lloyd reporting, and we hope you're enjoying the broadcast. The Cubs try to break their losing streak here against Montreal before heading into New York for five decisions with the Mets over the weekend. Donnie Stubbs, our engineer. Jack Minovich, our producer. Expos now with a half dozen hits off bottom. Two coming in succession after he retired the first two batters in this inning. And Cromarty, with an eight-game hitting streak, takes the first pitch of ball outside of this little left-hander. Dennis Lamp, right-hander, now throwing in the cup bullpen. Dick Williams has a righty and a lefty throwing in his bullpen. Here's the pitch. Cromarty takes a fastball inside. Will McEnany is a lefty down the right field line in their bullpen. And Freddie Holdsworth, the right-hander. Bottom is funnel behind, 2-0. With the tying run at second, the go-ahead run at first. Montreal threatening in the bottom of the sixth with two out. And the 2-0 pitch. Cromarty swing, ground ball to the shortstop. Jesus bubbles, picks it up, throws. Hit the force play at second to retire the side. Nice recovery by Ivan Jesus. Gary Carter, just an instant late getting in there to keep the inning alive. Hard hit ground ball to Yvonne, who dropped it, picked it up, and fired quickly to Kelleher. No runs, two hits. Montreal leaves two men on, and at the end of six full innings of play here at Olympic Stadium, it is still the Cubs for the Expo 3. Right now, True Value Hardware Stores offer batteries that will really live up to their reputation. Rayovac heavy-duty supercells will give you twice the life of their standard batteries in radios, tape recorders, flashlights, kids toys and games and Rayovac heavy duty supercell batteries from True Value Hardware Stores are backed by Rayovac's own guarantee if their heavy duty supercells should leak and damage any device in which they're used Rayovac will repair or replace that device free of charge replace all your worn out batteries with the batteries that will live up to twice as long get Rayovac heavy duty supercells in popular sizes 
from participating True Value Hardware stores. Mejias, who came in as a pinch runner, will stay in the play right field here in the seventh inning. We have a, another detail now on that forfeit of that Baltimore-Toronto game to the Blue Jays. The umpires gave Baltimore manager Earl Weaver 15 minutes to resume play. And when he did not, that's when the game was forfeited. Weaver said he wanted either a tarpaulin to protect his bullpen, or he wanted them to remove the tarpaulin that was protecting the bullpen of the Blue Jays. And that certainly doesn't seem like too much of a request. And of course, we weren't on hand. We don't know all the details. But certainly, they will file a protest, Lou, on that uh, forfeit. That is really a stunner, isn't it? Well, it's dog days, and you never know what managers will do nowadays when they get in a close race. But I, I can't understand that. If he has his two pitchers warming up, there's no reason that the bullpen should not be covered for Toronto. If Toronto's warming up, they have to take off the tarp to warm up. But if the bullpen is not being used, I can see no well, reason yeah, for but, not protecting that, it. Now, we, we don't have Baltimore, details on that. Yeah. Well, that's what the uh, that's what you said in the uh, no, story. I didn't say anybody was warming up. Well, but he had. Well, the story we got over there was that Baltimore had two pitchers warming up. Oh, while they were oh, warming I didn't have up. That. Oh, I, didn't have I that. thought you were reading the thing. No, well, no, that's the story. Oh, that explains it. And here we're in the seventh inning, and Bill Bonham is going to lead off, and he takes that first pitch of ball. I can't understand Weaver doing that and forfeiting a ball game that's not being played <laughs> with some action in between the foul lines. Yeah. He can lose the pennant. Uh, and a position sure by that. And he's got his team right up there in contention. But that loss could be the difference between Baltimore winning or losing that Eastern Division. 1-1 delivery. And he takes a strike. Wayne Twitchell yielded a homer to Jerry Morales leading off the sixth inning. There's a curveball swung on and a high pop foul. Gary Carter, the catcher, coming to the screen. He does not have room, and it's back out of play. Cubs with five hits have committed two errors tonight. The Montreal Expos, three hits, or three runs, rather, on six hits, and they've been guilty of an error that permitted the Cubs to get on the board in the first inning. Cubs with one hit in the first inning, one in the second, one in the third, one in the fourth, and the home run in the sixth inning. Now the pitch to bottom, and he takes it high and tight. A foul ball came down, apparently, and hit uh, some customer out of the forehead. And it came back up over the screen behind the plate, and he's going back for a little first aid attention. 2-2 delivery. Fastball, a swing, and a tap foul. Carter races out onto the carpet to retrieve it. Yeah, here are the details on the story, which we had not seen earlier. We're 
Orioles trailing, you knew that, four to nothing in the last of the fifth. And Weaver asked the plate umpire, Larry Barnett, a veteran, to order a tarpaulin removed, which was covering the pitcher's mound in the Toronto bullpen. Down in the left field corner. The tarp was there to protect it from steady rain. Here's a swing and a ground ball past the pitcher, but the shortstop Spire behind second has it, throws, and he's got it. Nice play by Spire. Directly behind second base. At the time of Weaver's complaint, the Orioles had two pitchers warming up in their bullpen in right field. And Weaver felt it was unfair that the bullpen of uh, Toronto, their mound was covered while, the, while Baltimore was getting soaked from the rain. And he pulled his club off the field into the dugout. Barnett gave him uh, 15 minutes, as the rules say, to get back on the field. When they did not, he ordered the game forfeited. Well, now that clears it up for me anyway, but I I don't understand why why Weaver... Uh, <laughs> his bullpen was being used. Yeah. <laughs> if his bullpen was not being used and he didn't have a cover, then I can see. He should have asked for an umbrella over those fellows, Lou. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have warmed up his pitchers and see what would have happened. <laughs> well, sometimes those managers get a little flaky, you know. Yeah, that's what I said. It's dog days and manager days. You don't know what they'll do. They'll get to the tight pennant race. Not putting the the left shoe on the right foot and things like that. <laughs> it was a curve to Jesus, swung out of mist. I went to the wrong hotel room one time. 48. <laughs> What's if it swung out and foul? Well, I don't know what's happened to our friend Mr. Brickhouse, but we're here in a new hotel here today, and I'd take a little walk today, and I was coming back to the hotel. I was maybe 50 yards, no more than that away from it quarter of a block, and I see Jack walking in the opposite direction on the other side of the street. I hollered over to him, and he smiled says, come on over. I walked across that narrow street. He said, where are you going? I, I said, I'm going to the hotel. Well, he says, no, I'm going to the hotel. I said, well, if you are, you're going to go, have to go around the block. He said, you mean that isn't it right over there? <laughs> it affects the broadcasters, too. <laughs> He's one of the apartment buildings. Is it, Jack? That's an apartment building. If you're interested in going over there to buy one or something or rent one, go ahead. He says, that's not our hotel. Now, this is in the daytime. Had it happened after the ball game last night, after he'd stopped for some refreshments, then I could understand. It was broad daylight. After that trip from St. Louis <laughs> and yesterday, last night's 12-inning game, anything's have to happen. Grand old man. <laughs> took him by the hand and led him back into the hotel lobby. <laughs> Gave him a little sack of jelly beans. He was happy. 0-2 pitch. The Aces takes a curve and it's low. Ball one, strike two. Cubs are batting here in the seventh inning with one out. The bases are empty. And Yvonne, who walked and scored on the error in the first inning, 0-2 tonight. Fouled out twice to the catcher. The late arrivals, they got to see a repeat. One-two delivery. There's a swing and a miss on a curve that broke sharply away. Kind of sidearmed him with that one. Let's pause a moment for station identification. This is the WGN Chicago Cubs Baseball Network. And this is WGN Radio Chicago 835. Larry tonight has a single and a double and a ground out. 
And he had two hits last night, including his 10th homer of the year. So he is four for nine up here at Bunkyall. This guy has eight hits now in his last 15 trips to the plate. Eight for 15. Now batting 297 for the year. First pitch from Twitchell was a ball too low. Well, the Pirates won that first game at St. Louis tonight despite a cardinal rally in the bottom of the ninth that fell one run short. Pirates a winner 4-3 to three in the first one. 1-0 did every. Takes it low. John Candelaria held on to get his 16th win. Gets five losses. Eric Rasmussen tagged with his 15th defeat of the season after 10 wins. I'm sorry, Candelaria now 17-5. and five. Gets the win. 4-3 to three in the opener. That's a score here. 4-3 to three favor the Cubs. Bittner takes Switchell's next pitch. Low ball three. At the end of five, Boston and the New York Yankees remain tied one to one. And Texas has just hit California with four runs to take a four to one lead to their ball game tonight. Hargrove bought a a homer is 16th of the year for the Rangers in the, in the second inning. So that's increased their lead to 5-1 to one in the bottom of the second. There is ball four to Bittner. So Leary draws a walk. Wins lead the Sox. Four to nothing at the end of two and a half innings in Chicago. And at the Oakland A's, five. Kansas City, three at the end of six innings of play in their first game tonight. Bittner with a walk, keeps the inning alive, and here comes Bill Buckner. We're going to have a pinch runner now. Jose Cardinal is going to run for Bittner at first base. Jose, who was way down in the bullpen, down the left field line, now it's going to take plenty of time as a little fellow finally reaches the carpet on the first base side of the infield. We are in the seventh of the Cubs leading four to three. Jose Cardinal running at first base. Expos about hit the Cubs tonight six to five. But the Cubs have the lead. Each team with one home run so far tonight. Buckner looking for his first hit of the night. Twitchell into the stretch delivers. There's a swing and a deep drive down the right field line. And it is a foul ball. Up into the yellow seats. Down the right field line. He was out in front of it just a little bit too much. Go Jose trotting back to first base. And Buckner getting back into the batter's box. Well, night, Ray Burris is going to be the starting pitcher in the suspended game against Jerry Kuzman of the New York Mets. And we'll have the regularly scheduled game. And meet the Mets again Saturday in a single one and a doubleheader on Sunday. Here's the pitch. Takes the pass ball that's just outside. Ball one, strike one on the Cubs' first baseman, Bill Buckner. Our broadcast tonight will be getting underway both on WGN and on our network at 6 o'clock. Here's the pitch. Curve low and inside. Ball two, strike one. Hugh gone, runner at first base. 
Big gangly Wayne Twitchell. Trying to get out of this seventh inning, he retired the first two Cubs, his mound opponent bottom, and to Jesus. Struck the Jesus out with a good sidearm curveball. Then walked Bittner and Cardinal running for him. And a count of ball two, strike one on Bill Buckner. Twitchell taking an awful lot of time. He looks again down to Gary Carter. Likes as though he's never seen that sign before. Now the big fellow's ready. Hands with the belt. Kicks delivers. Buckner takes it too low. All of that to throw a ball. Houston tried to move into second place in the National League Western Division. Shaded the San Francisco Giants this afternoon at Candlestick Park, 6-3. to three. And the Reds playing the Dodgers tonight in the West Coast. Two out, 3-1 pitch. Buckner swings, pulls the ground ball. Perez backhands it, comes back to first base. Unassisted put out, retires the side. Hard hit, but he couldn't get it by the veteran first baseman Perez. No runs, no hits. One man left. Now this ball game moves to the bottom of the seventh and the Montreal Expo fans standing for the stretch. Cubs four and the Expo three. Chances are you may have different monthly bills for different amounts due at different times, so you might appreciate a timely suggestion on handling the payments. Consider combining all your monthly bills into a single convenient monthly payment with a consolidation loan from friendly Bob Adams at General Finance Corporation. Besides reducing your debts, a general finance bill consolidation loan makes bill paying more convenient, easier to keep track of. Call friendly Bob Adams at Andover 32020 where there's someone willing to listen and willing to help. Even while your phoning action begins on your own personal general finance consolidation loan, it lets you reduce a month's collection of scattered bills to one convenient monthly payment. Bill paying is simplified and organized. You may even save money over the long run. So whatever your financial problems, call friendly Bob at Andover 32020. It's and over three two zero two zero for a general finance bill consolidation loan up to ten thousand dollars. There are over sixty five offices in the Chicagoland area. Also an office in Mundelein. We'll be looking for a pinch hitter here. Chris Fire is to lead off, and a pitcher do up next. Adele Luncher has already stepped out in front of the dugout into the on-deck circle. The bat for the pitcher. Spire has fanned twice tonight against Bottom, who has registered five strikeouts. He gave up three hits in the first inning. And a home run in the fourth with the bases empty. With two out in the sixth, he gave up two singles. Delivers to Spire, and the right-hander takes it inside ball one. And he got out of the inning when Cromarty hit a... Hard ground ball to the shortstop, Ivan De Jesus, who forced him at second base. Forced Carter at second base. There's the ball, a little low. Bottom beginning to show signs of trouble out there. He is behind on Spire, 2 0. Right hander winds. Here's a pitch swung out. A high bouncing foul down the third base side. Jose Cardinal, who came in to run for Bittner, is staying in to play left field. Cubs with Morales in center. He has a homer tonight. And in right field is Bobby Mercer, and he is playing his old teammate Spire to swing late, guarding the line and right against him. Here's the pitch. Curve, and it's outside. Ball three, strike one. 
Bill with only one complete game this year, and that was his first start of the season. There's a fastball swung on. He pulls it foul on the third baseline. Ball three, strike two. Recap in that forfeited game. Toronto, four runs, five hits. Baltimore, no runs, two hits. Somebody tuning in likes to say, what forfeited game? What do you mean that forfeited the game? They don't forfeit major league games when you're in a pennant race. Well, they did. There's a swing and a bouncing ball. The Jesus coming in and to his right. He's got it. Here's the peg. Into the dirt. Gets off the club of Buckner. And Spire is going to reach. Yvonne circling in and to his right. Threw that ball into the dirt. And he is charged with a throwing error, permitting Spire to reach. Let's the tying run at first base, and Dell Unser, who had been in the batter's box or in the on-deck circle, is now pulled back and Twitchell be sent up there in a sacrifice situation. Under the uh, forfeit rule, all the players' records stand in that ball game tonight between Baltimore and Toronto. The third Cub error of the night, by the way. Here's the pitch. Switchell pulls the bat back from a ball inside. He walked leading off the fifth inning and then was rubbed out on a double play ball. Now rookie Mike Gordon. First baseman Buckner out there to talk to uh, Buck uh, to Bonham. We don't need any mistakes tonight. Just committed one last night that was very costly. Proved to be the tying run in the ball game and eventually sent it into overtime and Montreal pulled it out in 12 innings. Buckner charges up the line and this time Twitchell swings at the pitch and he misses. All one strike one. Pirates a winner at St. Louis in their first game tonight 4-3. to three. Candelaria over Eric Rasmussen. Wayne Twitchell Count of one one on him. He's going to butt, and he pulls the bat back, and Bonham misses outside. Ball two, strike one on him. Buckner coming over to talk to him. Reggie Jackson's 27th homer in the of the year in the fourth inning tonight tied up the Boston Yankee game at the end of five, one to one. Texas leading California five to one at Texas in the bottom of the third. Throw to first to keep the runner close. And Oakland leading Kansas City. Here's the pitch. Twitchell pushes the ball up in the air. Bottom barehand pickup. Whirls throws to the Jesus, who has to return to second to step on the bag, and there's no chance to get Twitchell. And there's a weird one, as Spire apparently thought that ball was going to be caught in the air, and he was heading back to first base. I thought, Lou, we had a good shot at a double play there. Yes, it could have been a double play had Bonham thrown perfectly to the Jesus, but it pulled him off his, off the bag. And I was glad to see the Jesus be sure of that lead man. He went back and touched second base. So it's a fielder's choice for Wayne Twitchell. And there's one out with Davey Cash, the hitter. He's reached on an error, a single, and he's hit into a double play tonight. Right-handed hitter, and a tough one. 
Bottom over the top of the curve, and it caught the outside corner for a strike. And as Oakland 5, Kansas City 3 in their first game, it's in the bottom of the seventh inning at KC, and Vida Blue has gone the distance so far. Bottom six curve, low, ball one, strike one. Dennis Lamp standing out at the Cub bullpen is ready if needed. Bottom has been the tough customer here so far tonight. We're in the bottom of the seventh. 1-1 delivery. Swung out, a drive. Mercer going back into his right. Bobby is there, reaches up, he hauls it in. And Twitchell jobs on back to first base. They're two gone. The high deep drive to right off the bat of Davy Cash. That brings up the rookie Stan Pappy. Single, gets credit for a stolen base in the first inning and scored a run. Came in eventually on Ellis Valentine's double. And he lined out to Morales, who plays him to swing late. Jerry over into right center field for him. That was in the third inning. And then in the fifth inning, he flied out to Mercer, who guards the right field line against him. Cardinal moving several more steps off the left field line. First pitch to him, and he takes a curve that's outside of the knees, ball one. Two gone. Mike Gordon, the Cub catcher tonight, has to know Stan Pappy pretty well. Both were in the minors this year. There's a swing and a liner caught by Seymour of Harris. A beautiful catch. He has just robbed this rookie of an extra base hit. Absolutely fantastic reactions by Steve Oliveris on a bullet off the bat of Stan Pappy. And the Montreal Expos are shut out in the seventh inning. No runs, no hits, one error, more than made up for by that great, great catch by Steve Oliveris, one man left on. And at the end of seven, the Cubs are still leading four to three. Okay, fans, don't forget it. Fiat prices start at just $29.98 and deliver 35 miles per gallon, highway, 23 city, EPA rated, mileage. May vary, but ah, let me on tell now, you. Lou, hold on. This what? is a place where our Fireside Chrysler Plymouth Mazda commercial. Well, so it is, Vince. Fireside Chrysler Plymouth Mazda now sells the entire Fiat line, too. By golly, sounds like Fireside's trying to please today's economy-conscious young people. You're so right, Vince. The young folks are looking for cars that are easy to buy, easy to own. Real mileage machines. And let and me tell you. that's where the Fiats come in. Come in and see them, friends. 128 sedans and wagons, little sports fighters, X-19 sport cars. They've got them all at Fireside Chrysler Plymouth on Gulf Road, just west of the Woodfield Shopping Center in Schaumburg. All right, Lou. Say it. Say what? Fireside's full name. Uh, without taking a breath. Fireside Chrysler Plymouth Mazda Fiat Lancia. Hooray! Yeah, I did it. You're Johnny, kidding. you did it. Oh, how about that? <laughs> Wayne Twitchell still in the ball game. He gave up a home run to the leadoff man for the Cubs in the sixth inning. Let's see if history can repeat because that leadoff man here in the eighth is Jerry Morales. He got his 11th home run of the year on his last one on August the 26th out of San Francisco. Came off Jim Barr and accounted for his last run batted in until here tonight. Twitchell finishes his warm-up tosses. 
Morales to be followed by Bobby Mercer and Steve Oliveira. Jerry Morales. Time for those magic numbers to be talked about now. And it's getting perilously near the end. In the 1977 season for the Cubs to win a championship. Their magic numbers starting tonight against the Philadelphia Phillies is four. Any combination of four Cub defeats or Philadelphia victories and the Phillies will have eliminated the Cubs mathematically. First pitch and Jerry takes the ball into close. Against the Pirates, magic number 10. Combination of 10 Pirate losses, Philadelphia defeat, uh, or victories, rather, would eliminate Pittsburgh, their nearest competitor. Cardinals' number is the same as the Cubs starting tonight, but it is now down to three for St. Louis. There's a ball, ball two, no strikes. Bobby Mercer, the hitter. 2-0 pitch. Twitchell gets a strike call right at the knees on the outside corner ball two strike one. For the White Sox, the magic number going into tonight's action is ten. There's a swing and a tap on the first base side of the mound, picked up by Twitchell. Big fellow tosses over to first base. He looks so uncoordinated. Hard to believe that he was a very fine basketball player and a pitcher in the major league, but he gets the job done. You think sometimes he's going to trip over his own feet out there. Bobby Mercer, 0 for 3 tonight. 1 for 7 in the series, stepping into the batter's box. Twitchell winds, the right-hander's pitch. Strike call. Took a little bit off of that one. Baltimore has no more games remaining to play with the Yankees this year. There's a bunt attempt by Bobby, and he fouls that one back to the screen. Somebody getting on it from the dugout, and he said, well, what am I going to do? He said, I haven't been able to get a hit. Might as well try to reach with a bunt single. Nothing into the count on him. Red Sox have three left with Baltimore. The Yankees in Boston have two left to play at Fenway Park this year playing their last one against one another at Yankee Stadium tonight, and it's tied in the sixth inning, one-to-one. Baltimore has no more cracks at the Yankees, but they have to play Boston six times, three at home, and three at Fenway Park. Mitchell delivers that one outside. He wasted it. Ball one, strike two on Mercer with one out. The bases are ripping. The Cubs here in the eighth lead four-to-three. Mitchell winds, a big fellow's next pitch, swung on. Drive down the right field line, coming in for it is Santa Hayes, and he makes the catch in fair territory, just up the area of the Montreal bullpen. Little fellow's got fast feet. Mercer retired on a rather nice play. That'll bring up Steve Onaveras, who's walked twice tonight and scored a run. He's officially, Steve is 0 for 1. Royals going into tonight's action have 11 games left to play at home and eight on the road. They're getting two of those 11 underway tonight, and they're losing the first one to the Oakland A's. So after tonight, Kansas City will have 
Nine at home and eight on the road. There's a curve and a swing and a miss. Nothing at two. I'm sorry, a foul ball up his bat. Sox playing tonight. Have ten more to play at home this year and six on the road, two of them up at Minnesota. But they have none to play with Kansas City. There's a swing at a mess of Steve. One after a pitch down around his knees on the inside corner. But Twitchell has just brung up his sixth strikeout of the night. And the Cubs in the top of the eighth inning go down one, two, three. Montreal coming to bat against Bill Bonham, who's sprinting out to the mound. Cubs leading four to three. This is Carl Malden. Think about this. You save all year to take your family on vacation, but unless you're carrying American Express traveler's checks, everybody could lose their vacation. Now, other traveler's checks may look the same, but if they're lost or stolen, they all don't work the same. Remember, American Express traveler's checks can give you an emergency refund 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all across America. Try getting that with cash or just about any other traveler's check. Insist on American Express traveler's checks. Don't leave home without them. Terrific movie. Oh, yeah. right. hey, let's all go get a Sunday. Oh, my There's a little That's place on great. 6th Street. We could go to McDonald's. 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 You're the one. Come try a brand new Sunday. Do they have hot caramel Sunday? Hot caramel, hot fudge. Uh, they got pineapple, you got me. Pineapple. Oh, we got them. How about strawberry? They got strawberry. Go. Oh, what are we that? waiting for? The bus. McDonald's. Come on. Oh, taxi. Taxi. We do it all for you. New McDonald's Sunday. We do it all for you. Andre Dawson, Tony Perez, Sam Mejias, three, four, and five then, in Dickwood in batting order, are scheduled to face Bill Bonham here in the bottom of the eighth inning as he is looking for his first victory since the 6th of August. And here it is, the 14th of September. That's when he beats San Diego, August the 6th. Got his 10th one of the year. It's a good ball against the Mets in his last outing Saturday at Wrigley Field. Here's a swing and a high fly ball. Morales started back. Now he's running in hard, and he finally catches up with that ball and makes a belt buckle catch. Did not get a good jump on the ball, but he used those little legs of his come in just as hard as he possibly could to make the catch. Dawson is out of there. That'll bring up Tony Perez, who is 0 for 3 tonight. Very first start this season for Bill at Philadelphia. He went all the way and got the victory. Now this is his 31st start of the year. There's a swing and a bouncing foul. Past Aussie Virgil, the third base coach. And Bill is still looking for another complete game. Maybe. Maybe he'll get it tonight. He has not exactly been given a big cushion. Score 4-3. to three. He's allowed six hits. The Cubs have a total of five. Here's a fastball taken for a strike over the outside corner. Nothing in two. When he left against the Mets on Saturday, he had a two-to-one lead. When the ball game was over, the Mets won it seven-to-two. Curveball outside. Ball one strike two. Kelleher into Jesus. Shading towards the outside corners of the infield. Here's a swing and a ground ball back of third. Out of air, has it throws, and he is safe at first base. Umpires rule that a fair ball. 
they tell you that had to be just fair by inches. Very, very deep at third base. Pepe Frias is going to run for Perez at first base. The battle with any speed at all, that would not have even been close at first base. It was very, very deep at third and had to be hugging the chalk line. It's an infield hit. And he represents the tying run at first base. Pepe Frias. Dale Lutzer is now going to bat for Sam Mejias, who had come in to run for Valentine. The ninth inning, Valentine nursing a sore ankle. And Unser, left-hander, now pinch hitting with one out. Dale takes, and the first pitch to him is a ball. Too low. June 4th of 74, the Indians. Forfeit. This is WGN Radio, Chicago. Cleveland. Oh, I remember this one, yeah. Remember, Lou, when they had that beer promotion night? Yes. And the fans over there just became absolutely unruly and out of complete control. And Cleveland had to forfeit the ball game. Hung on, they drive it to left field. Jose is there. Cardinal comes in a couple of steps. Makes the one at a catch. And Unser is retired. Two gone. Runner at first base. Four to three score Cubs. And Gary Carter stepping in. This is a pretty much different situation. And the manager... Earl Weaver, in this case, of Baltimore tonight, got so upset. He had his pitchers warming up in the bullpen. There was nobody warming up in the Baltimore bullpen, and there was a tarpaulin covering their bullpen, and he wanted that removed because it was raining lately. And they wouldn't do it. He argued and argued, and finally, the umpires said, that's it. Larry Barnett, crew chief there, and a good veteran umpires, and I'm sure that he had warned him several times that if you don't cease and desist, you're going to lose this on a forfeit, and that's what happened. Orioles had won seven in a row and ten out of their last 11. But tonight it's a forfeit. It moved into second place last night. Now a 1-0 delivery. He takes a strike right at the knees. we got to pause a moment for station identification. This is the WGN Chicago Cubs Baseball Network. This is WGN Radio Chicago. Carter, a homer and a single tonight in three trips to the plate. Right-hander, after walloping that home run in the fourth, his 26th of the year, stood transfixed in the batter's box. First base side of it, watching it disappear out of sight. There's a curve to him, and he takes it low. Ball two, strike one. He might have thought for just a moment that he had pulled it too much. Maybe it might go foul. From here, it looked like he was just standing in sheer admiration. Two out, a runner at first. Four to three score Cubs. And a count of ball two, strike one on Carter, right-hander. Bottom in the stretch. Steps off the pitching rubber to check that runner again. Vince Lloyd and Lou Boudreaux. Jack Minovich, our producer, and Johnny Stubbs, our engineer. Last game of the year between these two teams. Here's a swing and a drive to the right center field. That's trouble. Here goes the runner around, second on his way to third. Ball bounces off the wall. Here comes that tying run around third. Here is the throw. And it finally winds up in the hands of DeJesus. The ball game is tied. Potter with a double in the right center field. Seemed to be a little like that throw came in over the cutoff fan. Missed the cutoff fan entirely, but I don't think we would have been able to throw the pinch runner out, Prias. 
he was running uh, around third when I noticed the ball was thrown yeah. over Kelleher's head. That Carter has been murder against Bonham. He sure has. The only time he got him tonight was in the first inning when he flied out to Mercer, who right now is standing way back against the wall. Shoulders against it. Thinking, what in the world do we have to do to win a ball game? Now Morales is going over to talk to Cardinal. Well, Herman Franks is going out to make a couple of changes in the batting order. And one of them, of course, is going to be the pitcher. to bringing in Bruce Suter. Herman has brought in Greg Gross to play right field, replacing Bobby Mercer. So Suter will hit in uh, Mercer's spot, the number five spot of the batting order. Then Gross will hit in the number nine spot, and he is due to be the third man up in the top of the ninth inning. Now with a man at second base. And a left-handed hitter, Warren Cromarty, in there. by Sutter to second base on an appeal. Maybe that runner had missed on his way from first to third. I didn't think he had. That's where I, well, no, I saw him. Here's where DeJesus should have taken the appeal. Yeah. The umpire's not going to give it to Kelleher. Kelleher was out in right center. So he can tell Kelleher, you didn't see the play. <laughs> he was out in right field for the uh, relay. Here's the pitch to Cromarty, and he swings and misses on a good fork ball. I was positive I saw him step on second, but I wasn't too sure about third. But he was flying all the way. Game is tied at four feet. Cromarty checks his swing, takes the ball, low it inside, ball one strike one on him. Suter is stretch. Here's a swing and a miss. Same spot, low and inside. Swung on a miss for strike two. Bottom tonight cannot pick up a victory. He could only be charged with a loss. And he'll have to wait a while longer before posting his 11th win of the year. Suter's pitch breaks low and inside. Cromarty won't go after it. It's two and two with two off. Runner at second base, score tied. Four to four, bottom of the eighth inning at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. And an infield single by Perez. Here's a swing and a check swing. The pitch and a check swing, rather. And Cromarty, they say, held up in time. Ball three, strike two. Infield single by Perez. On a ball that was barely, barely foul, deep at third. And then with two out, Carter got his third straight hit, a double, driving in the tying run. Two out, three two pitch. Cromarty swings, pulls a ground ball. Kelleher is there, picks it up, passes to Buckner in time for the out. He was shading him way over to the right side of the infield, thank Kevin. And Sitter retires aside, but they tie the game with a run, two hits, one man left on. And at the end of eight, Cubs coming to bat. Montreal four, the Cubs four. Have you ever heard a pinging sound when you've accelerated on expressways or carried a heavy load? That's called knocking and it's caused by uneven combustion. When you hear a noise like this, it's a sign your car may need higher octane to run the way it should. Now Standard introduces new Amoco Premium Lead-Free, 
the higher octane lead-free gasoline with higher octane than typical unleaded gasolines. Higher octane than regular leaded gasolines, too. Try a tank full. It could make a difference. If you don't have the problem of engine knock, use lead-free Amoco, the Midwest's best-selling lead-free. Since the lead-free age began, Standard has been the lead-free leader. And now Standard offers you two lead-free gasolines. New Amoco Premium Lead-Free in the Gold Pump and famous Lead-Free Amoco in the Blue Pump. You'll find this choice of lead-free gasolines at your independent Standard Oil dealer because you expect more from a leader. We have a new first baseman, Dale Unser. We have a new shortstop, Pepe Frias, and a new right fielder, the third one of the night, Jerry White. Nick Callaher to lead off. He's to be followed by the rookie catcher, Mike Gordon. Then Greg Gross. Here's the pitch. And he takes it high. And if he could happen to pull one down that left field line, he could run all night because Cromarty is almost on a line with first and second base. That's how far off the left field line Cromarty is. There's a ball a little bit low. 2-0 on it. There's a strike call right at the knees. Ball two, strike one. He's not exactly pleased with Olsen's call on that one. The New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. Ooh, man. Boston hit him with six in the sixth. No homers reported. There's a swing and a foul back out of play. So it does not appear as though the Yankees were able to sweep that series. Red Sox with a 7-1 to one lead at the end of six innings of play. Baltimore had their game forfeited to Toronto tonight. 2-2 pitch. Takes the ball. Low it outside. It's 3-2. Boston hold on to win that one. And if they don't, Don Zimmer may blow up Yankee Stadium. There the pitch that misses low. Ball four. So Mick Kelleher opens up the ninth inning by drawing a walk off Twitchell. That'll bring up rookie catcher Mike Gordon. Twitchell stretch the pitch. He's going to bunt. Pops it up in the air. Grabbed by the catcher, Carter. Whirls, but he has no play at first base. Kelleher, very, very careful. And Mike Gordon unable to sacrifice. Popped one up about seven or eight feet away from the plate of the third base side. Grabbed in foul territory by Gary Carter. Nick Williams has called time. Going out to the mound as Twitchell seems to be having an awful lot of trouble keeping the mud out of his spike suddenly. Will McAdenny is going to come in. He's had awfully good success, particularly against a couple left-handers in relief this year. And Twitchell is leaving in the ninth inning with the ballgame tied 4-4. Four to four. And he's getting a good round of applause from this crowd. It's tonight number 7,369 paid. They're really giving us with a big guy. Well, Gene Kleins is now going to be brought in to pinch it for Greg Gross against the left-hander, Will McEnany. He and everybody else appeared in relief last night for Montreal. Handled the Cubs like they were little babes. Lions hitting 299 for the year. 
Three homers, 37 runs batted in. The last game that comes one came on his pinch hit homer. And that was last Friday at Wrigley Field, shot in the ninth inning. Since then, the Cubs have wound up on the loss side five consecutive times. When they were up here in Montreal in the latter part of June, they had themselves a seven-game winning streak. The sixth and seventh wins coming at the expense of this ball club. And then Montreal threw a shutout at the Cubs to end that uh, seven-game winning streak, which is the Cubs' longest of the year. And now, the five-game losing streak is the longest endured by the Cubs so far, and they're trying to end it here at Montreal tonight. Pine steps in, and Gene takes McEnany's first pitch inside for a ball. And Montreal, for the last couple of months, has been playing good ball. Not outstanding, but certainly a whole lot better than they did the first couple of months of the season. There's a swing and a bouncing ball to the third baseman. Pappy has it. The rookies pegged the first in time. Dell Unser, Pilgon, a runner at second base. And now it's up to Ivan DeJesus to break the tie. Lines bouncing out to third. Kelleher at second base. Ivan. Walked and scored in the first inning off Twitchell. After that, he fouled out twice and struck out. Kerrigan, a big right-hander, throwing in the Montreal bullpen. Back in inning, the lefty is going to face DeJesus. Goes into the stretch. Gallagher, pretty good lead at second. Here's the pitch. Swung out, and a liner caught by the shortstop. Hit it right to Pepe Fria. And that retires the side in the ninth inning. Line drive to short. No runs, no hits. One man left on. And the Montreal Expos come to bat in the bottom of the ninth inning against Bruce Sutter, and it's all tied at four apiece. When you brew a beer in God's country, you begin with sparkling pure Wisconsin spring water. Water that flows deep beneath the ground. Then you pure brew, double brew it in a traditional old world way called croisoning. Croisoning is the most natural way to brew beer and the most expensive. Most expensive because it takes more time. But Heilemann's Old Style is one American premium beer that is still fully, that's fully croisoned, naturally carbonated. Because at Old Style, we don't aim to make the most beer. Only the best. Taste the difference Croisney makes. Try old style. Pure brewed in God's country. G. Heilman Brewing Company, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Gene Klein stays in the game to play in right field. Stepping into the batter's box for the first time tonight is Jerry White. He came in to play right field. In the top of the inning. Little left-hander. But most of this year down in the minors. It is two for five since being brought up from Denver. Sitter in the windup. Jerry White takes and it's a strike. Well, the Philadelphia Phillies. One step nearer, eliminating both the Cardinals and the Cubs, and perhaps the Pirates tonight with a victory over the New York Mets. Sitter's next pitch is a ball too low. 
Cardinals after losing their first game tonight and Philadelphia defeating the Mets 8-2. 1-1 delivery. Swung on at a high foul. It's going to be out of play down the left field line. Magic number now for the Cardinals is at 2. And should the Cubs lose here tonight, it would be the same for the Cubs. Pirates won their first game at St. Louis 4-3. The Philadelphia victory reduces their magic number in eliminating the Pirates to 9. There's a swing, and he pulls a ground ball to the pitcher's mound. The Hastings charging in, throws. He can't get him. Little guy is awfully fast, let me tell you. The Hastings wound up almost on the dirt around first base. Charging in for that tap over the mound. Made a very fine play, but that Jerry White can fly down the line, and he is on with an infield single. And they tied up the ball game in the eighth inning with one out. Tony Perez reached with a ground ball back of third base that had to be just barely on the chalk. And he managed to lay it out despite a good play by Anabaris. That led to the tying run of the ball game because with two men out, Gary Carter then doubled and brought in the pinch runner, Pepe Frias. Now we're in the ninth, tied at four to four. Will McEnany came on a relief. I'm called by Dick Williams. He wants to talk to his man down there at uh, first base. Jerry White, anything wrong with him or not after he went all the way down that line and came back? you see anything really move? No. Not only one correction, now we get two corrections in a ball What's game. That's important. <laughs> Getting late in the season. It's Oakland six. Now Kansas City, instead of one, comes up with three in the sixth inning, one in the seventh to tie that one up. At the end of the uh, seventh. Well, now, now they get all the way up to the eighth. It's a tie. They tell me it's a tie now. Oakland didn't score. <laughs> Three, six, nine, ten they got now. Hit it Look at it. Exactly. Oakland did not score in the top of the tenth, yeah. Here's a bun attempt, and it is foul. On the first base side, that's strike two count. If uh, we can believe this report, the A's are batting in the bottom of the 10th inning, and the game is tied 6-6 six to six with Oakland. That's their first game. Next correction coming up. You can rely on this. The ball game here is tied 4-4, four four, bottom of the ninth inning. And the Expos won last night in 12 of the winning run on at first. Anabaris coming up the line. Back and then he tries to drop a bunt and he fouls it back out of play. He is not too good a bunter. That is posted as a strikeout for Bruce Sitter. We move to the top of the batting order. Davey Cash to speedy Jerry White out at first base. Cash against Bonham, single, leading off the first inning. 
and he wound up scoring their first run of the night. They picked up two runs in that inning, one in the fourth, and one in the eighth. Throw to first and White back in time. Cash at the moment, a 288 hitter. He's one for four officially this evening. To wait for time here because he has to get that dirt to his locking in the batter's box. Now the right-hander is ready. And Sutter looks over at first. Delivers. And a strike call. Breaking ball over the outside corner. Harry White, I noticed, has kind of a nervous little habit over there when he takes that lead. Fingers on his left hand. He was constantly shaking him. This time he doesn't do it. And he's driven back to first base with a throw by Bruce. The Expos have beaten the Cubs six out of the last eight games. These two teams have played against one another. Here's the pitch. Cash takes it the ball inside. That levels the count at one and one. Twins are leading the White Sox tonight five to two. Bottom of the fifth inning. Boston looks like they're finally going to salvage a victory at Yankee Stadium. They lead seven to one in the bottom of the seventh. There goes the runner. Cash swings and fouls it back. Boy, that kid can fly, can he? Oh, yes. Sitter into the stretch, delivers. Cash swings and misses at a good fork ball. That takes care of Davy. Two gone. There is the rookie third baseman, Stan Pappy. D-A-P-I. Just up from Denver. California Angels coming back. At the end of four, down at Texas, it's the Rangers five, California three. That's at the end of four. Here's the pitch. Too high, the runner goes. The throw by Gordon, high. Off the glove of Kelleher, backed up by DeJesus. And it's a stolen base. Taking a rifle to nail him. He went flying into second. So the Expos with the potential winning run in scoring position with two off. And Suter now working on a count of 1-0 and on the rookie. Delivers, and he misses inside. Ball two. Swung out, ground ball, past the pitcher's mound, and Montreal Expos are going to win it. Morales scoops the ball up, doesn't even try to make a throw, as rookie Jerry White comes streaking in from second base with the winning run. He hit that ball just to the third base side of the mound. The Jesus fell over into the hole. Had no chance in the world to get to it. Once it got by the mound, forget it. Stan Pappy is a hitting hero for this ball club tonight as the Montreal Expos extend the Cubs' losing streak to six straight games. 